G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Mowers, start your engines. It's the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Uh, hello, everyone. You heard right. It's a Saturday Mowers Club, SEN 1170, 1620 on the Gold Coast and around the globe via the app. We're a bit sad this morning. We're a bit down at the dumps. We were going to spend probably the first hour and a half of the program talking about the finer points of Cooch and Kikuyu grass at the Concord Golf Club. But the rain has been a real bastard. A real bastard, you see. We were meant to be coming to you live from Concord for the Golf Challenge New South Wales Open. Been a cracking couple of days so far, but we have now been consigned to our humbled studios here in North Sydney. The show will go on. Good morning, everyone. Julian King with you in the chair for Adam Peacock. I think Ads is in COVID isolation at the moment. No doubt bored out of his brain. And as for Nick Davis, you know he wears many hats. The Roosters and the Swans, a big game tonight. So we've swapped out the Ferrari of Nick Davis for the Lamborghini of Morgan Turanui. Former Wallaby now pundit would stand sport is with us. Morning, Morgs. Morning. First time I've been called a Lamborghini. I thought you were going to call me something a bit bigger as a, as a vehicle. but we'll get, uh, uh, oh, we get A Humvee? Well, yeah, I'll take that, All I right, suppose. Yeah. The but, Humvee Morgan Touring. Good morning to you. Morning. I'll tell you what, I'm filthy. I had the clubs in the car. I thought I'd be able to get the 60-degree wedge out the putter, yeah, yeah. get a few free tips from a 1,000 professionals, and we're in the little SEN bunker. Yeah, so now we're consigned to basically just putting a, a, a teacup at the end of the carpet and trying to, you know, you make for the break in the carpet. But yeah, disappointing because uh, I was out there the past couple of days doing some interviews for the lunch and the course has come up an absolute treat and they've had so much rain. Uh, I think 850 mil of rain has fallen on the course. This year it's only March and that's about 80% of the annual rainfall. So Chris Howe, who's the superintendent, we'll catch up with him a bit later on the program, done a remarkable job. But unfortunately, uh, they don't dictate what the weather gods can do. But uh, I'm hearing that they are hoping to get back on the course maybe after midday today. So we'll watch and wait. And we'll speak to Stuart Fraser as well, the CEO of Golf New South Wales. You want to join in on the show, 0457 736 736. That is the text line number and the open line number, 1300 01 Now, Morgs, my favourite topic just about is um, the best golfers amongst professional athletes. Now, as a former Wallaby, let's have a lash at this. Those you played with, who were the best? I'm going to say Berkey was pretty good. Well, Ber- Did Berkey pay you to say that? Has no. he sent through a message already? <laughs> He's on the text already, Berkey, early yeah, in the morning. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, Wednesdays was, the great thing about playing for the Wallabies too yeah. was, yes, you represent your country, but Wednesdays is a day off. Anywhere in the world you are, yeah. you play golf. So lucky enough to play St Andrews, the K Club, all the great courses around the world. I reckon Griggs is probably better. George Grieg and I think he shades Matt Burke. I think he's a, okay. a better golfer. There's been some keen ones. Wendell Saylor, Matty Rogers, keen. Not as good as those two. I like to get out there. And then then there was a generation where instead of playing golf, they started playing you know, Texas Hold'em Poker on their Nintendo yeah. DSs. And, and then it's been great to see guys like Quade Cooper, Reese Hodge, Matt Toomua get into it. And, of course, Brad Wilkin, who's a, a flanker down at the Rebels, his brother Aaron, yeah. professional golfer. So there is always a sprinkling of golfers. And then multi-sports. I remember the great Paddy Rafter had a, a sort of a sportsman's uh, a charity golf trip down to Barnboogle, which you always stuck your hand up for no matter what. And remember, you know, the cricketers usually dominated. Greg Blewett. 
I think he won it one year. Punter was very good yeah. ponting. Braith was an excellent golfer when we came through. Braith and Astor at the he was playing out at the coast and uh, and Maxi Krilich for the for the, the older vintage he was a very very right? good, probably the best putter I've ever seen. Max Krilich, Max you Krilich. heard it here first. Max Krilich, the best putter you've ever seen. There you go. So any any skins going on? So uh, yeah. always. Yeah. Oh, the worst thing is playing footy. You always had a good golfer turn up. So we're playing we're playing skins. Yes, yes, handicapped with mm. blokes like Peter O'Malley and guys like oh. that. They're playing a different sport to yeah. what I was playing. Yeah, I, right. I talk about the Mowers Club. I needed one to find my ball. And Pommy's <laughs> Pommy's the most lethal bloke I've ever seen with yeah. an iron in hand. Well, they say they call it golf because all the other four-letter words are taken. <laughs> I, I spoke yesterday out at Concord to Jared Filton, a lovely young fella, beautiful ball striker from Western Australia. Jared is Hannah Green's partner. And he said, it's this weird game. It's a great leveller. He's gone win, miss cut, win, miss cut. So you just don't know how you're going to go week in, week out. Well, even a, if we saw the Players' Championship this week, what about 17 and 18? Cam Smith coming down 17 and 18. Was it a push? Did he aim at oh, there at 17? Insane. He's won the tournament. <laughs> then he chips one out into the into yeah. the water on 18 when he should be strolling up the fairway. Well, he got insurance on the 17 with that birdie. He has some serious kahootas on him, Cam. Well, this is the thing. I mean... He, his family came over and he hadn't seen them for quite some time, Cam Smith. And they said, well, he had a choice. I had a choice of practicing or seeing my family. So there was no choice. So he didn't practice as much going into it. He wins a tournament with that lovely attack on 17 and then puts it in the water. I mean, <laughs> you back. if you had money on anyone in the world to get up and down within 100 metres, at the moment on form, you'd go Cam Smith. 100%. And 101 putts too. He just holes them. Best on the tour between four and eight feet. All those stats that count. Uh, you know, us standing there with the big driver trying to slog one down the middle. Yeah. We should probably be working on our short game. And the other beautiful thing about Cameron Smith is that he looks like uh, he could be a member of Leonard Skinner. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> 0457 736 736. That is the text line number. Tell us what you're up to today. Have you cut your grass during the week? Because we did have some bouts of sunshine, Morgs, which was nice. And uh, it's a bit of a rarity <laughs> up and down the East Coast in the past month or so. Now, I noticed a lot of the parks in my local area, you know, they were knee high. The grass was knee high. All the little toddlers get lost in it. They've chopped it all down, so but it's very mulchy, very mulchy. Have you? You got a backyard? Yeah, I yeah. tell you what, I, I've got some work to do. More of the hedge trimmer than the, than the mower. But I tell yeah. you what, my one thing my father said to me was, "Don't get your blades wet." So whenever my wife Alyssa says, "Why haven't you mowed the lawn?" I said, "Oh, it's a bit damp. It's a bit damp. Can't get the blades wet." And then yeah, if I need to listen to some sort of form podcast, and yeah. I'll put the earphones in and I'll zip the mower around. But I haven't pulled it out yet because it's just hasn't fully dried out. I'm over in the east. Snuck over the bridge this morning and it's just not dry enough. The hedge trimmer. That, that's my role to keep favour with the mother-in-law. She goes, oh, Jules, can you come over? Because I have to climb the ladder and, you know, like, and I can never get it straight. I'll tell you what, and everyone stands there and criticises. It's yeah, like people trying to two-bob at the barbecue. It's never good enough. People trying yeah. to get the leveller out. Oh, you're turning that now, eh? Oh, I wouldn't have done it. Uh, let's have a look at the leaderboard here, New South Wales Golf Open. Blake Collier. Uh, look at that, 62. He's 14 under par. He's tied for first with Harrison Cray. He's his bright young star, a really good amateur, and we're hoping to catch up with Harrison a bit later on in the program. Uh, two behind them, uh, tied for third, Dimi Papadalos, Jared Felton, Jordan Zunick, and Dean Lawson, all at 12 under the card. Then got Adam Blythe, Caden McBride, Matt Jager at 11 under. Now, Dimi Papadatos, he's a bit of an old stager. You describe him well, as that, gee, that's, gee, that's, that's a controversial, no, Dimmy. No, okay, He's in the sorry. prime of his life. Sorry, Dimmy. You should see sorry, him later night at the Coogee Bay Hotel. He's not past it, that's for oh, sure. There you go. A bit of gossip there. <laughs> hey, um, I think I'll check the order of merit. I think he's right up there at the moment, Dimmy Papadatos. Did you see the league last night? I'm a Dragons fan. 
it was horrendous in terms of mistakes, ball handling, completion. It's hard to watch. But I tell you what, three tries apiece in the end. You win the second half 16-0 against the Premiers. And, you know, from a, a professional footballer's perspective, you don't win them, but you can take a lot out of that. 20 yeah. points to 16, Penrith. Yeah, you're a coach in one of those games where you – you, you get something you can grab a hold of to move forward for the Dragons. And the Panthers, we all know, that that is a benchmark game. Whenever you play them, you, you know where you are within the competition, even this early. Okay, that's where the benchmark is. That's where we need to get to. So at least there's some encouragement that he can, you know what, I'll tell you what, Monday morning you make a, make the first half, you make it a very hard review. Then you go, guys, we can do things well. We can do this is what we take forward. These three things from the second half, let's take that through to the rest of the season. And the Roosters, too good for the Manly Seagulls. 26 points to 12 at a very soggy SCG. They came out of the blocks early, the Roosters. Manly a bit better in the second half. Both sides, of course, coming off round one losses. Uh, the Chooks, their pack was really strong early. They just carved up Manly's right side defence. The thing about Manly, and I think it was, it might have been Joel Kane who mentioned on the drive home or the run home yesterday, I don't think Manly have won a first-round match since 2013. Remember the Eagles fans, they were 0-4 last year. Then they had that surge to the final off the back of the scintillating form of Tron Trevojevic. So I wouldn't be too concerned at this stage. Did you catch much of this game, though, Morgan? I, I must admit, I'm a Chooks man, so I was, you know, in between watching the Brumbies-Reds, I was sneaking updates. And I, I tell you what, I wasn't confident going into this game as a Roosters fan. It hadn't been pretty thus far, and, and that 22-0 scoreline was just good to see. Even the manner in which it was done, yes, Crichton's a gun, but Tupanua was amazing. Yeah. Um, and it was good, just good to see, one, win the physical battle, two, create line breaks, which is such key indicators in rugby league and being able to score points. And, you know, as a, as a pure fan, able to sit there and just watch the footy, that was really encouraging to see. And when you've got a squad like the Roosters, there should be games like that where you're just too good for your opponents. And, and the Eagles, as you said, they're the reverse Melbourne Storm. Storm always win early, and the, the Eagles, they'll warm into it. Don't worry about them. What do you make of Sammy Walker? I mean, he's young. He's got lovely hands, though, doesn't he, so. Yeah, he does. And you know what? He'll get better and better. It's still about consistency of performance and, and being used to playing at a high level for long periods of time. That's the difference for all young players coming through. Come in, burn brightly, sometimes get dropped, sometimes get injuries, sometimes things don't go your way. And NRL, the examination you have at NRL, the the the, 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 the spotlight is, is glaringly bright on great young players. Uh, and he'll continue to get better and better because he's got all of those skills. Now, you can catch... Uh, four games on SEN every week. Tonight, we've got coverage of the Titans and the Warriors tonight, this afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That is kickoff. Now, we've got a special guest coming up after the break. He played for both teams. So think of somebody that played for both the Warriors and the Titans. i tell you what, first correct guesser on the open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, or the text line, 0457-736-736. We're going to give you a T-shirt. Can we do that, Gibbo? We've got a cupboard full of, of oh, merchandise. Oh, check with Hachi. Yeah. Yep, yep yeah, that's all good. Just getting my ear. Yep, we're good to go. So yep. T-shirt to give away a uh, much sought-after Moles Club T-shirt. Remember, you can't buy these in the shops. You can't buy them online. So if you want to have a crack at a Moles Club T-shirt, name the special guest we've got coming up after the break. 0457 736 736. He played for both the Warriors and the Titans. The Warriors and the Titans. Who do you reckon it is? Who do you reckon it is? Now, Morgan, you talked about the rugby last night. This is a tight affair, uh, the Brumbies scraping home against the Reds. Yeah, they're the two – look, they're the two best teams. You don't want to make it too clear too early in the season. Yes, it's early. But they're the two best teams in the competition from an Australian perspective. Both were undefeated going in. The Reds beat the Brumbies three times in a row last year, including in the Super Rugby AU final by margins of two – two and three points. Yeah. So it was always going to be an arm wrestle. And these two teams 
absolutely belted the crap out of each other. This was test match intensity and physicality, and the Brumbies in Canberra at home finally just sort of get that little monkey off their back about getting the Reds, and they won 16-12. And that's a, it's, it's interesting. Dan McKellar was almost disappointed as a coach in winning the game. They, they probably played better in all three of those losses last year and lost. They didn't play as well as he would have liked but won, which is actually, as we sort of mentioned, a bit of a good sign to win ugly. The Reds, still an unsettled team. They had their own COVID issues. They, they know what poor old Adam Peacock's going through. Yeah. Uh, they had their COVID issues come into the season. They've got some injuries. Tate McDermott, their crucial number nine and co-captain, is still to come back in. So that Reds-Brumbies rivalry, which has grown with the resurgence of the Reds, has more chapters to come. I wonder if Manly fans would want Tom Wright back in their side. I reckon they'd say yes. I'd say, I don't think they'd take him. Yeah. They'd probably want Beaver Menzies back too. They'd take anyone <laughs> at the moment. Take him. <laughs> Maxie take them all. Yep. The Wombat Graham Eady. Uh, Jason on the text line has guessed Ash Taylor. Well, Ash Taylor's um, starting for the Warriors this afternoon. It's not Ash Taylor, Jason. So have another crack at that if you want to win a T-shirt. 0457-736-736. Our guest after the break, he's played for both the Warriors and the Titans. Hello, Mark. Hi, mate. It's Carl Lawton. It's not Carl Lawton. Good guess. No, not a patch. But, but he, he did. He played for both. Yeah, but he's not the one I'm, I'm looking for. I'm not saying there's only uh, one there, I Mark. Hey, Mark, because we're in a generous mood this, yeah. this gloomy morning, I'll give you one more crack. Go. I'll give you a clue. He wears headgear. Uh, mate, I'm stumped. You're stumped? Yeah, All right, mate. I've got a in my super coach, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I scored a try last night. Good on you, Mark. 0457736736. He wore headgear, played for the Warriors, and played for the Titans. You want a T-shirt? Have a lash. This is the Mowers Club. Thanks to our good friends at Toro Mowers. 100 years of innovation. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. So Adam Peacock's out due to COVID isolation. Nick Davis is pumped and hoping that Buddy gets his 1,000th career goal tonight. With the Swans taking on the Giants, 0457 736 736. Good morning, everyone. Julian King and Morgan Turanui. We've been called up off the bench. The Humvee, Morgan Turanui. I'm, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what I am. I'm the longboard. 0457 736 736. To our special guest very shortly on the program, as I mentioned, a man that wore headgear and he's played for both the Warriors and the Titans. And we hear that match today on SEN from 3 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. We've got another guest on the line. Muhammad, good morning. Morning, boys. How are you? Good, my friend. What do you got? Uh, is it Nathan Friend? Is it Nathan Friend? Hmm. Last tackle, though. There's the up. Last tackle it is. It'll cut down. Ten minutes out from the line. Clean catch. Oh, what happened there? Flipped over in the tackle. Johnson's got the ball back. That was extraordinary. He gets a good lead into it. He says, I'm going to go there up. He, goes. he lands Nathan on Friend. the top. Oh, look at that. This tunnel wow. ball. Nathan Friend, it may be the greatest piece of gymnastics rugby league you've ever seen. Uh, Vossi <laughs> called it as he saw it, and he saw it accurately. So good on you, Muhammad. It was Nathan Friend. Hey, Zach from the Gold Coast, Mark from Prairiewood. Uh, Kenny as well, Bulldog Bob. We feel like Oprah this morning, Morgan. Oh, you're you not. You get a prize. You know, you're it. not. We're, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't even get one. I'm on the show. <laughs> Nate said no. Did they say no? That's why I was here. I wanted the shirt. That's all I wanted. Leave it with me. I'll sort you nice. out. You all get prizes today. You all are now proud owners of the rather exclusive 
Mowers Club t-shirt. Yes, it was Nathan Friend, the Titans at home to the Warriors this afternoon, as I mentioned. Catch it live right here on ESCN with uh, NRL Nation. He played for both clubs. He's now a friend of the show. Morning, Nath. Morning, men. Uh, congrats. Getting a start today off the bench. Well done. <laughs> hey, listen, how do you go on the golf course? Uh, mate, uh, used to be okay. I wouldn't say single figures, but uh, uh, life gets in the road and I don't have those luxuries anymore having a day off a week to, to go around a golf course. But, That's honest, good, honest yeah, golfer. That's what I like to hear. You know, not, not in single yeah. figures. The blokes that are in single figures we don't want to hear from. That's good to hear. How's things with you and the family, mate? What's happening, before we talk about both those teams, what's happening with you at the moment in life post-career? Uh, post-career, mate, I've got uh, two beautiful boys, 13 and 14. So I'm, I'm at uh, Cooma at the moment. We've got trials up here this morning, just uh, grading trials. So... Yeah, life's great. Uh, family's healthy, and yeah, mate, I work a couple jobs. I'm business manager at night time for the father and all Toyota dealerships, and supervisor for Metricon Homes. So, yeah, busy as, but uh, loving life on the Goldie, mate. Yeah, good on you. You know, Titans fans are so excited. They made the eight last year. There's a real lease of life about the club under Justin Holbrook. They held their own last week, didn't they, Friendy, against the Eels? Uh, look, defence was a bit of a concern, but uh, what does Justin Holbrook take out of that game heading into their first home game of the season this afternoon against the Warriors? Yeah, I guess, obviously, um, the attack's there, uh, and he knows that. He's got, some, uh, he's got some firepower, and I guess he gets another X-factor back today in Brimson. Um, but as you say, mate, and you alluded to, is the defence. And we see how good Melbourne and that are and focus on defence. And, and that's that's all wins your games, mate. So that's yeah, a big part of it. And hopefully we've got two teams that can score points and hopefully Mel, um, the coast keep them to you know, a couple of tries today. And, mate, Ash Taylor today, if there's anyone who understands what he's going to be going through, it's you. What, what, what goes through your mind playing against a former club? Um... I guess you have something to prove, I feel. Like, in my position, obviously, I was um, told to move on from uh, from a certain club, and so every time you come up against them, you want to obviously show your wares and, you know, let the, the hierarchy know that maybe that, that shouldn't have been a decision they made. And, you know, Ash, whilst uh, his performances weren't great on the coast, you know, he's got another opportunity to, you know, to build himself up again, and, and I hope he goes really well. Uh, he's a good kid. He's got a lot of talent, hence why he's been given the opportunity. I just hope he stays fit and healthy and yeah, has a good year. Yeah, he's only 27, Nathan. So really, I guess you could say in the prime of his career, I'd love to see him get back to his best. I mean, he's probably, I guess, been unfairly burdened with the weight of expectation, signing the big money in the Titans, you know, the big name recruit from the Broncos. But, you know, he's better than what we've seen the past few years. Uh, just on the Titans, AJ Brimson, do you like him at six? Is that his permanent home now, do you think? Um, I guess he's got to get his hands on the on the ball, but uh, you know, fullback was a great position for him because he could chime in wherever he you know, wherever he liked. So I think he's got some good kids around him, uh, and they'll only build. So yeah, as long as he's on the paddock, mate, and you know, he is he is the X factor, so I'm sure Justin will play it out throughout the year and you know, try him in a couple of different positions. Again, he might go back to fullback, and, you know, Jaden Campbell might have to move over. So we'll just see. Jaden Campbell, two tries, 230 metres, eight tackle busts last week. How good can he be? Well, he's come from a good stock. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, 
his da- dad's an awesome man and his mum. Uh, you know, it's just he's made the grade through hard work, uh, not through his dad's um, doing. So, you know, hence why he knuckles down and he comes up with performances like he does. You know, he's he's the David Peachy and Preston Campbell combo. So it's uh, it's great to watch. <laughs> you know, amazing. see young kids that uh, you, you know that you're seeing. Uh, when you're you're in the grade and watching him walk around the sheds and to see him come out and do what he does now with so much charisma like his old man, it, it, it's great to see. Interesting looking at the Warriors. Uh, Sean Johnson, a big out, as is Dallin Wateni-Zelezniak. But importantly for them, though, Nathan, they welcome back Reese Walsh and Matt Lodge. Yeah, big inclusions. Uh, obviously, Sean... Um, you know, he steers them around the park, but, uh, you know, you don't lose anything with uh, Walsh in there. And you've got a couple of young halves there, which is it's always exciting to watch a Warriors game. But when you chuck in the youth that they've got these days, it's, you know, it's even more exciting. And I'm sure uh, if they get their defensive uh, structures correct, they could be in for a good year. And it'd be great to see. If you're Wayne Bennett, do you, is Reese Walsh on your radar for the Dolphins? <laughs> I don't think Wayne's the only uh, yeah. recruitment man looking at uh, Walsh. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. It's just who's going to open the purse, I guess. Now, to the more important matters, Big Tino's haircut, Nath. I mean, you got to disguise, and you still got a beautiful head of hair, by the way, <laughs> under the headgear for all those years. Uh, it looks like it was done with a with a Toro mower. Uh, not that I'd tell him that. I mean, any thought, or is there any point of your career where you just, you know, decided, you know, I might do the old business at the front party at the rear, Hobbit? Well, you're right, mate. I I did have in disguise a, uh, a mullet back in the day. I, I think I brought it I brought it out. I was ahead of my time. Um, but uh, you can only see the the uh, the curls below the, the headgear. And, um, <laughs> you know, I can't grow it anymore. I, I chopped it off when I went to New Zealand. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm partially bald these days. So. Hi. Oh, here yeah, I am just giving you hair a wrap. I, I, I think I read an yeah. interview you got like, two years after a time, but the hair's still there. So. Mate, you got to you got to give Matty Rogers yeah. a call. He might be able to help you out with that. Well, he's on the oh, Goldie. Yeah, are, are you living yeah. near? Are you living near Matty? You on the Goldie, uh, Dave? Oh, yeah, we're all near each other on the coast, mate. It's not too big. Yeah, he's up the road. He's a good man, Matty. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't have that sort of money to uh, worry about my hair, mate. And my looks are gone, so I'd just be hanging on for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's is, is is Maddie generous? He put his hands in his pockets, Morgs. Would he loan Friendy some cash to nah, you know, you get what, some plugs? Or none, the, only, the, only reason, the only reason the rat, the only reason the rats doing those plugs is because he's getting paid to do it yeah, as well as anything. You know him. <laughs> Correct. Correct. No, he say I was pretty tight, mate. But uh, yeah, I don't think he puts his hand in his pocket too much. Hey, Nate, let's get a tip off of you this afternoon. Now, first game back at Seabus Super Stadium, the Titans and the Warriors. Oh, it's always a great game, mate. Uh, always full house. Always love playing those games, whether it was for the Warriors or the Titans. Um, so, in saying that, I dare say it's going to be a, a heated battle and a, and a close one. Uh, I think the Coast may, um, you know, if they can complete... Uh, like they did last week, uh, I think they'll be very competitive and maybe a couple of points in it. A couple of points. All right. No, I, I, I don't know. I just think without Johnson and Dallin, I know Walsh is back. I, I think the Titans, are, they've got a stack of points in them. I reckon Titans 13 plus. 
I'm calling it now, Morgs. 13 plus. Yeah, Jeez, no. the, the controversial media pundit as always, <laughs> hey? What do you reckon, Friendy? What's doing that? And what about you, mate? Is there sort of a conflict of head and heart in, in trying to tip a team or you you're happy you're a bit of a Titans man these days? Well, I guess I've got the luxury of four teams. Yeah. The Bronx the are better, yeah. The Storm are always good. Yeah. Yeah, the Storm, mate, they're, they're the go-to. If it all else fails, they'll, they'll never lose. So, yeah, yeah. mate, no, it's, it's just good to sit back and watch, uh, to be honest. You know, the game's evolved since I was, you know, left six years ago once again. So, yeah, it's always good to see the young crops, especially the first few rounds, mate, to see who's gone where and, you know, see the young kids that have been given opportunities. You mentioned the Storm, I mean, I know you're number nine, a very good one yourself, I mean, Harry Grant, what about his performance the other night? I mean, he's got to be nudging Damien Cook as the Premier Nine in the game, just about. Yeah, I guess not floating my own boat here, but Melbourne have always had some decent hookers. Um, <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> point. You know, Can't <laughs> argue with that. You know, I mean, I was there and uh, you know, I, had a, I had the great man in front of me. Uh, so they've always had depth in that position. And then you got, you know, Cam was there and then Brandon Smith was sitting behind him and now you got Brandon Smith and... You know, you got Harry that's uh, right beside him. So, you know, it is a, an important position on the field and it's great to have two dynamic and completely opposite uh, um, personnel and people in their in their positions. So, um, mate, he is, a, he is certainly an X factor and he takes his opportunities when they come. Harry Grant, that's, it's good to see. And he's a Queenslander. Hey, Friendy... Before, before 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 we let you go, there was a little profile piece on Morgs on Nathan Friend on NRL.com and it said his favourite food is pork belly. He goes for the storm. But what about this? His spirit animal is a lion. Oh, stay humble. A lion. Now did, wow. did some kind of soothsayer tell you that, <laughs> Hobbit, or or you just thought I'm gonna just pick the you know, the king of the jungle, the meanest, baddest animal out there. Yeah, well, as you say, stay humble. You just want to <laughs> um, earn respect, I guess. You know, you don't, don't want to tell everyone how good you are. You just walk around and um, yeah, everything in your actions, like uh, like a Simon Mannering. You know, he was the he was the king of the jungle when I was there. That's who you'd you'd want to be. So yeah, hence why I guess. Uh, Mate, more importantly, where, I want to know where you go to pork belly is. Yeah, where do I go for a good pork uh, belly on the on the GC? Mate, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I, I have 15 acres of land towards Toowoomba. And, and, uh, the friend household is yes. the short answer. Yeah, okay. Beautiful. Yeah, and they, and they live there and my grandma owns stock. So, um, oh, lovely. Yeah. Dad's butcher cuts it up. So I don't get any better than that, guys. All right, That's beauty. Fine. All right, uh, we'll catch you next weekend, Nath, uh, for some pork belly, eh? Yeah. All right, beautiful. Yeah, good on you, boys. we got Look lunch sorted. Yeah, we'll bring the mowers. We'll bring, yeah, we'll bring the bars. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan. Enjoy the footy this afternoon. You keep well. We'll speak soon. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, guys. There is Nathan Friend. Good man. They call him the Hobbit. And he ran around with a headgear. You know, it's part of the famous headgear. 13 is Nathan Friend. He played, of course, for both teams. The Warriors and the Titans are underway this afternoon, 3 p.m. We hear all the action live on NRL Nation right here on SEN. Just before we get to the break, I, I think I figured out, Borgs, why he chose the lion as his spirit animal. He's jealous of the mane. No, <laughs> you know you started makes... off talking him up about how good his hair was. Now no, because him. he wrote it in an interview. You know, it's it's called preparation. Yes. Oh yeah, he retired. The hair's still looking good. Oh yeah, good. No, no, it's gone. It's gone. A lot can happen in two years. This is the Mowers Club. Julian Kick and Morgan Turanui in the chair for Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Thanks to Toro Mowers on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis.
Yeah, Julian King, Morgan Tyranny off the bench today for ads. He's in COVID isolation and Nick Davis is readying himself for Buddy's Thousandth. In fact, when we were doing, Morgan, the, the show, I was doing it with Nick a couple of weeks ago. And I said, if you're Buddy, do you want to do it not at your spiritual home and against GWS or do you want to do it and wait a week? And do it at the SCG. Well, I don't know about Buddy, but I know the Swans marketing department, what they'll be wanting. They'll be preparing all the merchandise, all yeah. the celebratory things. I'll tell you what, I want to have a chat later on, maybe when we talk AFL. If you're Buddy, you're 9.99, kick to win the game. What are you thinking? Do I just shank one, sure. take the loss? We'll, 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 we'll catch it up later in the season and kick my thousandth at the SCG. Yeah. How did the crowd... How do the, does crowd control work there? No, like, they, they're going to rush the field. Oh, that's the other, got to SCG, ready, they'll so. let them go. Yeah. Well, Surely. We're going to talk to Barry Hall later on in the program. Of course, Barry's got a massive fight coming up on Wednesday night at the convention centre uh, against Sonny Bill Williams. But Barry was probably the Swans' highest profile recruit until Lance Franklin. So naturally, we've got to talk a bit of boxing, a bit of SAS, but I want to get his thoughts on Buddy as well. Just looking at the leaderboard for the New South Wales Open, the Golf Challenge New South Wales Open. You can get your tickets at Ticketek and you can watch it live on Fox Sports and KO. Uh, I was going to say from midday today... But we're hearing that may not happen, rather sadly. Blake Collier, Harrison Crow, they lead the way at 14 under par. Graham Phillotson, he's the Chief Operating Officer at Golf New South Wales. He's been my man the last couple of days. He's on the line right now. Graham, good morning. Good morning. I hear all that talk about shanks and made me think about my golf game <laughs> rather than uh, any AFL you're talking about. Well, you and me and Morgan, I'll tell you that much. And, well, not uh, <laughs> but some of the food coming out of the kitchen at the Concord Golf Club yesterday. Stop it. Yeah, oysters. Oh, agreed. And, fan- yeah, absolutely fantastic. The stuff that the spectators are going to get, get access to out here as well. Oh, Brilliant. Very jealous. Uh, what's the latest, Graham? Give us an update. Are we going to get any play today? Look, unfortunately, we've had to abandon play for today. Um, yeah, the, the new green complexes and things out here are, are brilliant. <laughs> and, and you'd almost think that we haven't had a drop of rain, but uh, just the amount of water that's uh, sort of sodden the fairways um, you know, over the last few weeks here, um, you know, with the rain overnight and again this morning, um, unfortunately, we've just got still got sheets of water um, across many of the fairways. So uh, we're going to give the uh, course staff a chance to uh, do a bit of work squeegeeing and uh, re-preparing some of the bunkers that have got a little bit of damage to them, but uh, get the golf course all ready to um, look pristine for, for tomorrow for the final round of what will be a 54-hole tournament. Yeah, we'll catch up with Chris Howe a bit later, but it's quite remarkable how the course has held up, considering the, the deluge that it's copped in the first three months of this year. Uh, we've, we've got so many golf courses around Sydney that uh, you know are, are still um, out of action. You know, many still you know four or five feet underwater, to be honest. So uh, what they've been able to do here um, at Concord and to have the, the two days play um, according to schedule um, has been pretty amazing. And uh, you know, I must say, even for, you know for myself, can't uh, think what the course staff feel like, but it must be you know pretty heart wrenching to. Uh, in this situation that we're in this morning, golf course, the golf tournament was set up for such a, you know, fantastic last two rounds. Um, I guess that'll just have to be a fantastic last round. It's going to be fascinating, isn't it? We'll speak to Harrison Crow a bit later. He, he's he's a young fellow, an amateur, Graham, but he has got serious game. Oh, look, he's part of our high performance program. So uh, you know, we we see Harrison, uh, you know, every few days, uh, you know, grinding away on the range or on the putting green or in, or in the gym. So, uh, yeah, he's a, a great young fellow with a, with a fantastic future. Thank you for your time. It's a shame you couldn't get on, but still very much looking forward to the 54-hole tournament. Ha- have you had a look at the radar, Graham? What's it shaping up like tomorrow? <laughs> 
I feel like I've been looking at the radar um, all day. <laughs> just the bomb app, you're just watching it, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And uh, like everybody, I think, these days, you look at the radar and everyone's an expert and they know exactly what's going to happen. Um, I've come to realise that I've got no idea uh, how to read that uh, that radar. Mm. But the forecast and all the other experts, they're telling me that it's going to be fine um, this afternoon and then certainly for tomorrow. So, uh yeah, we're looking for 25 degrees, fine sunny tomorrow. Uh, there might be a bit of water coming up out of the ground uh, with a fairly high humidity, but I think it's going to be a fantastic day out here. Very much looking forward to it. Thank you for your time, Graham. Uh, I guess we can no say worries. rest and recuperate. I'll catch you out there tomorrow. No, good on you. Thanks very much. There he is, Graham Phillipson, the Chief Operating Officer of Golf New South Wales. He's a good man, Graham. I, I rolled in uh, on Thursday, as a matter of fact, because I've been doing some Q&As for the players' luncheons. And I'm looking for somewhere to park, and there's this you know, silver fox gentleman with a Golf New South Wales shirt on coming down the car. Yeah, just up here on the left. I hadn't met him before. So I go to the clubhouse, I ring, and I'm talking to him, and then sort of hang up the phone, a little tap on the shoulder, and there he's behind me. He's an everywhere man. No. So he, he's Would you throw the... the keys to him as you walked in? You know, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, thanks just sir. Over just the, park yeah. my car, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't scratch it. <laughs> yeah, don't scratch it. <laughs> You remember that is, Morgan? No, I don't. That's Millie Vanilli. No, I don't know who's singing because it wasn't them. It wasn't them, yeah. Phony baloney. They had to give back their Grammy, by the way. So they won a Grammy. They realised it wasn't them. They had to give it back. I just remember the two blokes with dreadies up there and then people slowly working out. Something's not quite right here. French, Robin Fab. Don't ask me how I know that. It's 10 years of hosting music trivia. I've got to give a round of applause. These ones to you, Gibbo, because Gibbo was born in, what, 2000 and... What year were you born, Gibbo? 96, actually. Oh, well, not, thank you. You gave you me look a few young, years yeah. there. So he's born, in, he's born in 96. <laughs> I'm impressed that somebody born in 1996 actually knows who Millie Vanilli is. It's an apt song, that's for sure. Well done. It's, well a, done, what, it's a what song? It's an apt song. Well, they said an app song. No. He is a rugby union player, Jules. <laughs> <laughs> a wave oh, just a wave. My first ever game for the first 11, I went to St. Pius College in Chatswood, Michael Hooper School. And um, who else went there? Another rugby player. Not many people, Jackson really. Luke Jones, well. Luke, Luke Jones as well. Luke Jones was yeah, the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, yep. Jones. And our first ever game of cricket, my first ever game, the first 11 was against Waverley. And I've never seen a spread like it. I said, how good is this? You're playing with the big boys now. And you go in. I had the pads on. I was next in. It was a bit of a partnership. Come out at lunch. My coach said, don't eat too much because, you know, Mick might get a first ball and you're in. And I couldn't say no. We've got schnitzels and we've got pudding. And, and I, I had to roll off my chair. Sure enough, one over after lunch, I'm in. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's all you do. You feel yourself, we feel you're full oh, of food and you want to go to sleep. It and is we just put magical. one in your rib cage. How old are you, Jules? Who would you have been playing in? Oh, no, this was in the mid-90s. Okay. So, yeah, when, about so, random went when Gibbo was born. So just before, like, the Ryan Crosses, you would have missed Crossy? I missed Crossy. He was a good cricketer. Yeah. Very good cricketer. Yeah, I, he was actually. Yep, very yeah, good Ryan cricketer. Cross. Do we need to take a break, Gibbo? Let's do that now. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Hey, no, how many games of first-class cricket have you played for New South Wales, Gibbo? I've played none, but that's not the matter of fact here, No, Jules. listen, listen, stop. I'll, I'll do the talking <laughs> now. I won't have people bag the alumni of the Great St. Pius X College in Chatswood. And oh. I know Morgs went to, to Waverley. It's a prestigious school. And... Waverley, it's a blue-collar battler, dodgiest <laughs> private school in the country. Oh, right, right. Where's it based? 
It's Waverley. Waverley College. The name gives it away. I must say, I'll give it to the Christian brothers at Waverley College. It's the highest natural point east of the Blue Mountains. They will just plonk a school on it. We'll take that property. I hate to think what it's worth. Have you got a plaque at the school informing us? Not yet. I I should have one. You know, like Byron has the easternmost point of the school. Yeah, okay, the Byron. Uh, So we're talking about great sporting alumni from Pius off the back of Michael Hooper and, and Luke Jones, and I mentioned Jackson Bird. I think Martin Plaza from Mental as Anything. Then I also said, well, Kevin Roberts, uh, former New South Wales cricketer and CEO of Cricket Australia. And you said, no, that doesn't count. I said, don't you disrespect Kevin Roberts, please. Jules, if you actually had been listening to what I was saying, which you weren't because huh? you were talking over yeah, me. As soon as you said pay attention, I tuned out. I Kevin, said, Tara, yeah. you said punch above their weight. Yes. Then I said Taramara High, the school that I went to, punches yeah. way above their weight. Can't can't both schools punch above their weight, though? Yeah, they can, but I think we're in a bit of a contest here, Jules. No. Yeah, this I is riveting listening to two blokes things, yeah, argue about Waverly, North Shore School. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get back on your high point there. <laughs> Thank you, Waverly. 0457 736 736. All right, we're going to twist this. What school did you go to? Who were who some of the famous people that have graduated from your school? So Waverly can boast of Morgan Turinui. They can also boast of... We've got Owen Finnegan. We've got Ryan Cross. We've got lots of... We've got, we got Ben Donaldson playing for the Waratahs tonight. Yeah, fly half. O'Keefe brothers. Johnny O'Keefe. The wild thing. The wild thing. Johnny yeah. O'Keefe and his brother Barry, who had a great, great career. Yeah. But Johnny, the wild thing. You can't beat him. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. Barry Madigan. O'Keefe doesn't have the same rock and roll ring to he it. Doesn't. Though, does no, it? He doesn't. No, he doesn't. Did he go there? Wait, yep. like Johnny O'Keefe. Yep. So you go Morgan Turanui, Owen Finnegan, Ryan Cross, and Johnny O'Keefe. That's not bad. That's not bad. So Pius, I'll go Michael Hooper, Jackson Bird, Australia's first astronaut whose name escapes me, and Martin Plaza. If you can't yeah. remember their name. Maybe they don't qualify. Hey, that's pretty cool <laughs> for Australia's first astronaut, though. What about Taramara High, Gibbo? Can I go to a school that I went to for one year? Does that count? Because mm. I'll just put them as a side note. Todunga Boys in New Zealand. We've got Kane Williamson, mm-hmm. Mahi Drysdale, the Braid Brothers. Yeah, that's not bad. Just to count a few. That's pretty good. Well, it's, it's what you one identify. Because Morgan yeah. played for the Tars, he played for the Reds. But you identify as a New South Wales player, surely. Morgs? Yeah, I do, yeah. yeah. Tars are my team. Yeah. Tars are the team I came through. Exactly. Yep, definitely. So, Shane We don't Gould. go into Queensland, do we? Shane Gould went to Taramara yes. High. <laughs> Shane Gould. Wow. The yeah, great Karen Shane. Neal. Yeah, had a record at every distance, Shane Gould. Retired when she was a wee kid. Arguably Australia's greatest swimmer. And it's a hot it's it's a hot pool of talent, pardon the pun. All right, we're going to talk alumni, sporting alumni, because we're onto something here. We're the most famous people that have graduated from your school. 0457-736-736. I tell you what, we'll pick the best one. The one we deem to be the best, we're going to give away another shirt. We've been very generous today, reaching deep into the prize cupboard. As we mentioned, Barry Hall coming up in the program to talk about his big fight against Sonny Bill Williams. We'll check in again at the New South Wales Open, see how the drainage is going at Concord Golf Course. And uh, Tristan Merlihan as well. Hey, five group ones today, Morgs. Five, uh, uh, Last night I looked at the guide. It said it was a soft seven. Looking at this rain this morning, it's going to be a lot heavier than that. That's a heavy 15, surely. I think it was heavy eight this morning and it might get downgraded again. Who knows? Keep your powder dry. Last hour, we might do some stupid multis and get your tips. Uh, maybe at the Ranvet. We've got the Guineas. We've got the Slipper, of course. Uh, uh, George Ryder. And there's one other I'm missing, though. So big day of racing. 0457 736 736. Oh, we got a birthday wish. Adam, she says, <laughs> Today is my birthday. My wife has given me the best gift, a new lawnmower that I have to pay for, go and collect, and then mow the lawns. Happy boy. Happy birthday to you, Adam.
It's a pretty good gift. Look, you know what? It's oh, that's that, talk about group ones. That's group one from his wife. Yeah, that is elite from her. I'm presuming. I'd say I'm presuming it's the Toro mower because you don't want any other type of mower. Remember, Mum, years ago. Happy birthday, Mr. Smithers. <laughs> 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 That Smithers is out the dream where he flies into the window. <laughs> that, Adam, you just reminded me, you know, when it was um, Marge's birthday and Homer buys her the bowling ball and it's got his name written on it and everything. Because why is your name on it? So you'd know it's from me. Uh, let's have a look. Marty. Hello, Marty. Hunters Hill High. Uh, Wallaby Steve Tyneman. Not bad. Uh, Danny says, I went to Granville High. Uh, oh, I need glasses. Let me move this a bit further over. I had Leslie... Uh, Pogba Comey, former Socceroo goalkeeper in my class, Danny. Not bad. Not bad. We might do better than that. But Marty, you're a front runner so far. Marty actually had Rose Byrne as well. Oh, have I not opened that no. up? I should probably. Well, could you drag that Rose thing Byrne's over? a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, There's somebody... a couple I forgot with Waverley. So I'm going to keep adding them as we yeah, go no, along. Yeah, no, go for it, please. Well, we got, uh, well, he's a good footballer, Major General Peter Cosgrove, for, former Governor General. He's a rugby oh, hello. man. And you the... should have led with that. And, no, no, the one I should have led with is the triple international Michael Cleary. Mick Cleary. Game over. Mick Cleary was great. Triple international. Arguably the fastest ever man in league. Went to an Empire Games. Did he, Cleary? Yep. Pretty sure he did. Yeah, he did. And he was a, was he a Randwick councillor for many years. Yeah. Or maybe served in state parliament. Yep, done everything. Yeah, he's a great yarn too. Clear, we should get him on the show one morning. Sharp as a ray. That's pretty good, but gee, hard to hard to go past Peter Cosgrove. Adam is getting a Toro, and he put it in capitals. Good on you, Adam. That's what we want to hear. Uh, just back to Marty's quickly. Yeah, Steve Marty. Tottenham. He would have uh, a good time at school, Marty. Rom- I don't know if they're all in his year. Jody Mears eh. and Rose Byrne and Marty. Can you nominate yourself for the <laughs> No, That comes with an asterisk. Keep them coming in. Got a T-shirt to give away. So the most famous people to have graduated from your school. Do they I have to graduate. Because oh, it's a good one. Yeah. So, Another so good Waverley one. They left this isn't, uh, no, no, okay. This so if they leave the in year 10, show. then that counts. This yeah. isn't the Waverley show, but Bob Dwyer got expelled, I think. <laughs> World Cup winning coach, yes. What? Do you know why? Uh, not for on air. We'll talk about it later. All right, okay. Can we get Bob to explain it on the program? Maybe. 0457 736 736. You want to have a crack at the shirt? Text us now. The most famous person to have graduated from your school. Julian King, Morgan Turaniwi in the chair. For Adam Peacock and Nick Davis this morning. It is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro Mowers. 100 years of innovation. Stick around. Mowers, start your engines. It's the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, this has taken off. This has taken off the most famous alumni from your school. So, you know, Waverley, Morgan's come out come out of the blocks early. He's got Peter Cosgrove nominated himself because that's what Morgs does. <laughs> Morgan Turanui. He even spelt it for us. <laughs> you and need Anderson to, unfortunately. Pies at 10th College in Chatsworth. Michael Hooper and Luke Jones. Uh, Jackson Bird. And, you know, I, I mentioned too before the break, Australia's first astronaut, his name escaped me, Paul Scully Power. Spore, Paul Scully Power. He's Australia's first astronaut. And he went to Spicer 10th College in Chatswood. I reckon that's pretty decent. It's not about sporting superstars. It's about those that have made a con- contribution to Australian society. I reckon he's up there. I can beat, I can beat Australia's first astronaut Easy. But you've already got Cosgrove. Two words. No, I'm going to go above Cosgrove. Two words. I'm going to. So are you f- going higher than an astronaut? Because oh, yeah. that's pretty higher. high, but yeah. Two words. Yeah. Scott Cam. Game Scotty over. Cam. The greatest man of all time. Scotty, Scotty Cam. Cam. Mate, the world's richest builder. Can you do his little. 
No, it's, no that, yeah. it's patented. You're not allowed. I have to pay him if I do it. Okay, don't do that. He is a genius. One of the world's best blokes. I worked with Scotty on radio a number of years. And he is, what you see on TV, that's the sort of bloke he is. Just knockabout fella. And he did a bit of a, you know, help desk handyman thing <laughs> in that ring. Oh, I've got a few problems with, um, and you know what Scotty's answer was? Look, if there's any sparkies out there that can help Norm, just call him now or just call hire a hubby. So he's like, I think they're asking you, Scotty, to fix it. 0457 736 736, the most famous people to graduate from your school. Just recapping the scores overnight in the NRL. The Panthers 20 over the Dragons 16. That ended up three tries apiece. A very wet and sodden Sydney cricket ground. It was the Roosters who came out of the blocks early. Uh, Manly a couple in the second half. 26-12, the tricolours there. In the rugby, the Brumbies 16 over the Reds 12. In the AFL, uh, St Kilda and Collingwood. It was the Pies too good, 15-12-102 over the Saints 12-13-85. And uh, you had Warney's kids there, Jackson and Brooke, doing the coin toss, of course, for Shane Ward's beloved St Kilda. In the NBL, now you can catch every game live on ESPN with KO and every game of the biggest NBL season yet live on ESPN and, of course, streamed on KO. Uh, Adelaide 36 is far too good for the Cairns Taipans, 83 to 57. And good thing for the Adelaide 36ers too. They snap a five-game losing streak. Uh, Mitch McCarron, he scored 21 points. Today in the NBL, we've got the Jack Jumpers and the Hawks at 5.30 and then the Phoenix and the Kings at 8 o'clock. And in the A-League, uh, good win too for the mighty Newcastle Jets. They thumped Wellington Phoenix Four nil. They're a win out of the top six now. Newcastle Jets. They snapped a three-game losing streak. Now three points behind Sydney FC, but they do have a game in hand. Yes. Now, unfortunately, we're not going to get any play today at the New South Wales Open. Rather sadly, because the rain gods have spoken. Stuart Fraser is the CEO of Golf New South Wales. Is on the line right now. Stuart. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, guys. How are you? Uh, okay, we were hoping to be out there perched on the marquee and critiquing the putting stroke of all the of all the pros there on the green. Sadly, it wasn't to be. It's it's a frustrating morning. Yeah, absolutely. We've uh, unfortunately had about another forty mils of rain overnight and this morning, and uh, you know the, the track's been you know pretty wet all week here at Concord, and uh, we had a great day yesterday. Um, you know, no rain forecast looked good, but yeah, forty mils has just put us. Put us under, and um, yeah, we've abandoned play today for round three, and we'll revert back to a 54-hole tournament. So we'll just play one round tomorrow. Fingers crossed. Mm, yeah, fingers crossed. Um, we spoke to Graham Phillips in the last hour. He, he says he doesn't quite know how to read the radar, Stuart. But uh, from all reports, it's uh, <laughs> it's looking like it's going to be okay, and we'll get some play. And and they need to get play too. It's been a pretty decent tournament. But the scoring's been mightily impressive. I spoke to Jared Felton yesterday. He knows about winning 54-hole tournaments because that's what happened at, at Bonnie Doon. How much do you think, though, now that you've chopped 18 out, uh, is going to affect the way they approach this golf course? Yeah, look, I think the cream will still rise to the top. I mean, it's a, like you said, it's an amazing leaderboard. Um, there's probably, you know, 10 players within two or three shots of the leaders. So, look, it's shaping up and um, you know, with one round to go, it turns into a, you know, a, a shootout. Everyone's going to be aggressive and wanting to shoot a low number. So, um, you know, the greens are... You know, the course is wet and there's no run, but the greens are soft and these guys are just that good that, um, you know, they're shooting lights out 14 under for, for two rounds. Just unbelievable. It is. You know, I describe it as a, a real thinking man's golf course. And uh, I know yesterday, because we had that hot sun, it was baking. And just talking to a couple of the players there, Stuart, how the greens had really picked up pace from day one to day two. And ever since the renovations you had, the beautiful angles in the greens, nice undulation. You've got to think about your pin placements and... And where you put the ball, but it's just a game changer now with all this rain. Uh, it's sort of, in a sense, back to square one for the players. 
Yeah, no, indeed. Uh, but like I said, you know, they um, they just hit the ball so long and straight, and uh, I honestly thought the scoring would be, you know, a lot uh, a lot more than it was because the rough's quite thick, and, and you know, they, we haven't had roughs this thick for uh, a number of years here. So, but uh, yeah, they're they're that good. They hit it so far that uh, the soft greens is what makes it uh, them score so low. And um, yeah, I've got no reason why they won't shoot another seven under. Tomorrow, probably, and have over 20 under win. So I wouldn't be surprised at all. Remarkable. Look at Blake Collier, 62. I mean, 60. That's just incredible scoring. Harrison Crow, we're hoping to catch up with him shortly in the program. 64. How good can he be, Stuart? Oh, look, he's very good. He's he's won the biggest of amateur tournaments, you know, in the last year. He's in red-hot form, and, uh, you know, I don't think he's seen some of his interviews, but um, he's, he's, he's confident. You know, he's not cocky, but he's confident in his game, and why wouldn't he be? He's just... He's just winning everything, and and you know being in a pro environment, he's played a number of these events before. Probably not one as as big as this, and being in the position he is. But um, when you hear him speak, uh, I wouldn't be surprised at if he does you know something very special tomorrow. Uh, you talk about something special. The way you've seen the course the the first couple of days, is there a certain type of play you think it it sets up well for? With you said softer greens are going to have to go hard at those pins. Uh, is there a type of player that the Concord suits these days? Oh, I think it's just the younger player, to tell you the truth. It just, you know, is not afraid and just gives it a rip. I mean, they're carrying the ball 300 metres these days. So, um, you know, some of the older guys tend to, to plot it around and, and plan it a bit uh, uh, a bit more than the young guys. But, yeah, I think the young guys have the advantage in these conditions where it's all carry and no run. When I spoke to Jared Felton yesterday, he eagled uh, the par 5 15th and he said, in a sense, it was all that rain that helped him, uh, Stu, because they had to bring the tees forward. So they can outdrive that sort of little puzzle and he goes, oh, hello, could have make the most of that. And he's such a beautiful ball striker. So you're right, it does suit the young guys. Yeah, and look, all these, um, the par fives here are reachable in two for the young guys, and that's a massive advantage. Um, yeah, so look, I've, let's, let's say fingers crossed, I'm here at the moment of the club and the rain's coming down still. But um, yeah, forecast, forecast looks good. So let's, uh, let's stay positive and let's have a great finish tomorrow. Looking forward to... The SEN coverage we, we live streamed yesterday and um, the coverage that's installed will be fantastic. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Without doubt. Okay. Crystal Ball, who's lifting the Kel Nagel Cup tomorrow? I'm going Harrison Crow. Okay. I tipped him as yeah. a roughie at the start of the week um, and I just I just think he's in the right frame of mind and, and has the game to do something uh, that probably no one expects him to do. One more before we let you go, Stuart. We've been talking about famous sporting alumni. So, who, well, not just sporting alumni, but the most famous people to have graduated from your school. Feel free to nominate yourself too, by the way, Stu. <laughs> In terms of our high performance and players, um, oh, look, standouts, obviously, Cam Davis, who went through our system, uh, you know, four or five years ago and now established on the US tour. And uh, in the, the women's side of things, Steph Kuriaku, who um, won the Australian Ladies Classic at Bond, was an amateur, and has now uh, gone on to, um, yeah, she was Rookie of the Year on the Ladies European Tour, and now has a full card on the LPGA Tour. So, yeah, just two young, bright stars that, that came out of playing, you know, amateur events and then uh, state opens like this and have gone on to the world stage to be, um, you know, fantastic players. Hey, Stu, I'm a big fan of Cam Davis, but we were talking about the actual school that you went to. He's, he's always being professional. Uh, no, always... Stu is professional. I bumped Stu at uh, Concord yesterday. Stu, we'll let you go. Uh, all the best no for worries, tomorrow. Guys. We'll see you out there, mate. Yeah. Fingers crossed okay. for a good day Thanks, on mate. Sunday.
Here is Stuart Fraser, the CEO of Golf New South Wales. Uh, he's a good player too, Cam Davis. Really good player. 0457 736 736. Uh, Scotty Cam, can you top Scotty Cam? Well, actually, JK, well, I think I know who sent one through about Waverley. I forgot about Dave Brown. Great rugby league player, Dave Brown. He, yeah, he the Ro- Roosters legend. That's Dave a mortal. Brown. He's in immortal conversations. He's that good a player. And also the fact he went to Waverley. But there's, it is great to see people so so emotionally charged when we talk about whose school's better than, than the others. My school's better than yours. Yeah. My school's Marcelin of someone who was it that, that wrote in about Marcelin? We've got a thousand of them. We saw on the on the mobile and there's a there's a few there. And I tell you uh, what, yeah, Michael Checker, go. he's done nothing. But Johnny Sutton, Braithen Aston, Nathan Gibbs, Peter Tunks, the great Kenny Wright. Too tough. Yep. Mate, Lockie young Lamb, Lamb Lockie Lamb. Lamb. Yeah, mate, there's some be some good battlers go through Marcelin. Hey, hey, did you see the last bit, Dan? You went to Waverley when you couldn't get into Marcelin. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so Mr. and Mrs. T go, look, you know, we want to enroll our son Morgan into Marcelin. Sorry, just go down the road. To yeah, we, we, we can't do it, so we're going to pay double to go to Waverley. That's what <laughs> Mum and Dad did. That's uh, not bad, though. Yeah, no, they, not... I tell you what, Marcelin, and, and they're still churning out good young guys. Well, Will Harrison, who will be playing fullback for the Waratahs tonight mm. at the SCG. He's a Marcelin boy, and they've got some good teachers down there. A few mates of mine do a great job there. Uh, Matty from Benalla. I don't want to go the early crow, but you Special. could well be the clubhouse leader. Hey, boys. Sir Edward Weary Dunlop went to Benalla High School, northeastern Victoria. He goes all right. Goes all right indeed, Matt. Ooh. That, clubhouse leader, Morgs? That, that's a big name. That's a big name. Weary Dunlop. And, and you know, you know, former we, Wallaby Weary Dunlop. Yeah, with the deepest respect to. And it's the know. least of the things he's done. He's played for the Wallabies. Like what an absolute it's giant of a name in Australian history. Frightening. Frightening. That's going to be hard to top. Can you top Weary Dunlop? Marty, Matty from Benalla. Marty from Benalla. Uh, Lee from Westfield Sports High School. Hello. Oh, there's a thousand. Harry Kuehl. That's pretty good. You little Mick Butner. Jared Hayne, Luke O'Donnell, Liam Fulton, Bryce Gibbs, Chris Armit, Corey Payne. Uh, NRL, yeah, and youngest CEO for the Panthers. Only lasted about six months in the gig, I think. Uh, Matt from Coffs Harbour. Boys, I had Sterling Mortlock at my school. Kings in Sydney, left 94. Never seen a guy grow like he did. Went from scrawny kid to monster athlete. Matt from Coffs Harbour. He did grow in size, didn't he? He's a big unit. If, if, if you haven't seen Sterling Mortlock up, up close, he's, he could be my height when he's about 6'3", and rock solid. And he, he was just a battering ram. Mm. And, and what he did was, too, he, he put his body through so much. He had no regard for safety on the field, and that was great for a guy like me. I said, here you go, Sterling, go for your yeah. life. Yeah, because you, sh- you, you shifted from 13 to 12, didn't you? Yeah, yeah just, so just to sort of 30, try and yeah. fit us all in. And it was great because all he wanted to do was run through brick walls yeah. for you. He said, mate, go ahead, and I'll have the fun stuff afterwards. Was it, oh, was it the World Cup in 03 he played? He just... Luke McAllister was opposing him, and he just towelled him. Yeah, he dominated everyone. Carlos Spencer threw the big wide pass and yeah, didn't get right. to Leon McDonald and Sterlow took the big yeah, intercept. Yeah. That, that was really the turning point. You remember after that, and they interviewed Carlos, and they said, oh, who do you think is going to win in the final between Australia and England? He goes, oh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you think I care? <laughs> uh, Fridge. Hello, Fridgey. Keeping cold today, no doubt. Brett Burwood, uh, Sterlow, Brandy, Mick Vella, and Paul Langmack, the mighty Fairfield Pats. Oh, Fairfield. There's a 1,000 there. At Fairfield Pats. That's a good one. Uh, I also went to Scots College. The list is too long. Sit down, Waverley. Them's fighting words. If the list is too long, you can't even name a name. Yeah, you need at least one name. Give us something. Come on. So Marcellin are putting the boot into you. Scots are putting the boot to you. And this goes back to your point, Morgan Turing, about my school's better than your school. Yeah. You know, my dad could beat up your dad. (laughs) Yes. Uh, G'day, Jace. Nice to see your face in the place, Jace. I went to, um, forgive me if I don't pronounce this correctly, uh, you might want to have a crack at that. Uh, Waipahu School in a one-horse town in New Zealand called Levin, Carlos Spencer, Speak of the Devil. 
Uh, Adam is – yes, we mentioned Adam's getting a Toro. And then this one here, uh, Bulldog Bob, hello to you. Hello, fellow mowers. Alumni schools. My old school, East Hills Boys High, has produced the following sportsmen. Uh, Laurie Monaghan, 17 caps of the Wallabies. Ian Thorpe. That's pretty good. That's Reasonable swimmer. Uh, oh, come on. Bulldog Bob. Stephen Mark War played a bit of cricket. The great Stan Cutler, 128 games for the Bulldogs. Uh, Graham Windet, swimmer, yeah, Olympic silver medalist. Corey Richards, cricketer. Gets that one or two really good years, Corey Richards. Cracker, Wayne Holdsworth. Uh, also, the former staff teachers include uh, Mr. Bill Collins. Mr. Movies was a teacher at your school, Bulldog Bob. Wow. That is a special nomination. Hey, let me ask you, Bulldog Bob, maybe you can confirm this. Did Bill wear, like, you know, the, the canary yellow jackets or the magenta and peach <laughs> jackets? Oh, uh, you know, he used to remember Bill Collins had come on, Morgan, and, and his movie of the week was something from, like, the 40s. Yeah. Oh, and she's absolutely wonderful in it. Everyone's performance was just special. Bill Collins, Mr. Movies. The list goes on, by the way. Johnny Dyson, uh, Gary Noak, Peter, Hadf- Peter Hadfield, Tracy Menzies, swimming coach of Thorpe. And, of course, myself, top of the pops here, Bulldog Bob, proud father of three and a pop of seven. Good on you, Bulldog Bob. Always love to get your thoughts here on the program. Keep those nominations coming in. The most famous people to have graduated from your school, 0457 736 736. That's a pretty decent collection. I think that's the leader. War plus war plus Thorpe plus plenty more. That's impressive. Unless someone Bill rings Collins. up and says, I went to Hampton High School with Shane Warne, mm. I think we're in trouble. Yeah. Or was it Barrel Public School with the Don or something? That That's impressive. Well, Don grew up. He was born in Cooter, Cootamundra, Jimmy Smith Territory to Don. Known as a Barrel Boy, though, isn't he? Yeah, he went, went to school in, at Barrel Public. Yeah, yep. yeah. So he moved to his. See, this is, that's a Wagga kind of thing, <laughs> where if you're born within about 100 k's of Wagga, they claim you. <laughs> so maybe, well, we haven't got it. We had anybody correspondence from Wagga yet, but if you grew up somewhere, went to a school in Wagga, you'd have to be, have a fair shout of sports people there too, I'd imagine. Keep them coming in. T-shirt to the best nominations, 0457 736 736. That is the text line number. Give us a call as well. Keep us company on this wet and sodden morning in the Emerald City, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Julian King in for Adam Peacock. Morgan Turanui in for Nick Davis. Saturday Morning Mowers Club. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, Morgan Turanui in the chair for Nick Davis. I'm Julian King in the chair for Adam Peacock, who's no doubt got about 10 digital radios on at home and the app, listening to SEN. Uh, ads, hope to see you back very soon, my friend. 0457 736 736. This text line has blown up. Alumni, the, the most famous people who graduated from your school. I still reckon Marty from Benalla, uh, Edward Weary Dunlop. That's hard to top at the moment. That's hard to top. Uh, this one here, yeah, St. Dom's College, Kingswood. There's a thousand. A lot of league players. Brandy, Blake Austin, Stuart Ayers MP, Nathan Cleary. Uh, there were Tenny Zalesniak brothers, Brad Fittler, Des Hasler, Mick Jennings. And then Graham Kennedy, not the TV bloke, but the New Zealand National Rugby League team captain, was principal of the college. Clay Priest, oh, there's a thousand of them. There's a lot of, you know, sporting schools and league schools. We haven't heard from any Joey's graduates this morning, Morgan. That's probably a good thing. Well, the, the butler's probably delivering their breakfast in bed around now. <laughs> yeah, Hunters Hill. Yeah, the Batless, <laughs> the Batless <laughs> suburb of Sydney's north, isn't it? Oh, who? Oh, Kirtley Bill. Berkey was a, a proud um, Joey's boy. Wasn't he? Who else went to Joey's? Your rivals. Yeah, there's a yeah. few. Well, they, they normally turn yeah. up in year 11, don't they? Yeah. Right. yeah. Does that count? All right. No. Yeah, scholarships, eh? Sporting scholarships. They used to say, oh, yeah, we, we go from the 
under-15s rugby from the A's down to the, the Q's. They've got that many. <laughs> so we'd be lucky to field a second at St. Pius, though. 0457 736 736. T-shirt to give away. Uh, if you can top Edward Weary Dunlop, the most famous person to have graduated from his school, let us know. Because they're very they're prized possessions. Oh, we get people asking every week in the program, can I have a shirt? Can I have a hat? And I said, no, you've got to earn it. <laughs> you know, nothing comes free in this world. That's why I'm doing my best here. Yeah. That's all I want to I'll, go home I'll with. get you one. What, nice. 2XL? Oh, I don't know if I can squeeze into a two, but three? I'll do my best. Whatever, I'll take that no, two. If it's a three, I give the game away. So just wet it and kind of yeah, pull it out. It. I'll grab one end, yeah. you grab the other. Perfect. Uh, we didn't do this the other week when I was filling for Nick Davis and ran out of time. And then, of course, Warney passed. And I was in here with ads. But now we can do it. It's time for... Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, no. Nah. No, yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. Do you know how this works? I did it last time. Mm. I didn't do it well. Hopefully okay. I'll do it better this time. Do you want to come out of the blocks? Oh, I'm a bit ruthless. Go. Oh, Well, did we see Nick Kyrgios overnight? I actually watched a bit of this live. It? I saw the second set live. Yeah, Indian Wells against Rafa in the quarterfinals it was. Yeah, I, Masters 1,000 to Yeah, and I, I sort of keep an eye on Kyrgios. So social media will go, oh, he's going well. So you sort of watch. You, you know, you're not never sure whether he's going to have a crack. And he had a genuine crack against Rafa. Yeah. But did anyone see him have a crack at a little entourage around a Hollywood superstar? Just did enough for the overhead, Kyrgios. Exactly. So why are you speaking? <laughs> why tell him how to act? No. And who's he talking to there? He's, to, he's well. He's talking to a bloke next to Ben Stiller. Yeah. A couple down from Ben Stiller. He's, he's, he's getting into Ben Stiller about telling him how to act. So that was good from Kyrgios. Well, now this is the thing. So mm. Nick Kyrgios. People remember the Australian Open, how good that was. The, was the most watched doubles we've ever seen. Yeah. How much noise in the crowd, how much pressure was on opposition, including Australian opposition. And now oh, Nick's filthy. Someone's having a chat to Ben Stiller. So somebody had heckled Nick or was shouting out, and, and this was an issue he had. He got angry at the chair umpire after the game. He says, oh, it's your job to keep them quiet. And they're shouting every time I have to serve. He says, yeah. Do I tell him how to act? No, don't tell me how to play tennis. <laughs> and they cut the Ben Stiller. He's got this big smile on his face. He's nothing if not entertained. I actually, he played really well, Kyrgios. Did. And he's got this thing where he lifts against the top players. And Rafa said afterwards, you know, when, when Nick's on, he's just such a hard guy to beat. But what I liked about his game is that he was running it. It was Rafa-like. Like I saw, I've never seen him sprint so hard for ball drop shots. And he's chasing, chasing, chasing. I tell you what, though, but... It was a grunt fest and a half. It just didn't let down. That's not bad. Oh, Adelaide Dragon went to De La Salle and Cronulla. E.T. is in the great Andrew Eddingshausen. <laughs> and Tony Perrin. Tony Perrin, that's Tony, good. Now, that's Tony good. Perrin had a brief pop career. She, she acted as well, though, Tony. She was in um, maybe East Street or one of those ones. Can you Google that for us, Gibbo? Tony Perrin. I'm sure it was East Street or one of those sorts of shows, maybe alongside the great Bruce Samazan. <laughs> Bruce <laughs> Hey, what about Neighbours? What school did he go to? Brucey Samazan. Two, two <laughs> jobs for two you. Jobs. What school did Bruce... Yeah, go. Tony uh, Perrin. Tony Perrin, East Street. Yep. Yeah, I was right. Yeah. And uh, number two, Juku. What was the second one? Oh, did I say second one, did I? No, you said a second. Bruce Samazan. Oh, Bruce Samazan. Well, That's no, he one. was in East Street, wasn't he, Bruce Samazan? Pretty sure. You got a yeah, nah, Jules? Yeah, nah. I'll tell you what, yeah, nah. And I know it may not apply to you because, you know, you're an athlete. Uh, blokes going shirtless. So if you're at the beach, if, if you're getting wet, that's okay. You're at the beach, you're in the swimming pool. But if you're at a music festival 
We're going for a run, walking down the street. I don't care how good your rig is. I don't care if you're cut from granite and you look like an Adonis. Nobody wants to see you with your shirt off. It's a hard pass from me. Morgan. Mate, you don't buy a Ferrari and park it in the garage. Oh, if you've got it, buy. get nah, it out. I don't, and I, I don't have it. I don't have it. Flaunt it. That, yeah, I don't. So that's why. You know what? If you do the work, if you're that blessed. If you're Matt Rogers, we talked about the rap before. Matt Rogers would stop off at Macca's drive through after every bloody training session and have the lowest skin folds in the team. If you're that genetically blessed or if you're doing the hard work, get it out. Right. So the rat had the best rig. Who else had like a good – who was cut? Who just oh. – like, you know, Sonny Bill just unreal. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, well, Sonny Bill's a specimen. This is a strange line of questioning. But anyway, um, <laughs> Lottie, Lottie, was, Lottie was the best. Lottie was oh, – yeah. when he was in good condition, he was unbelievable. Yeah. But he had quite fatty back. We used to get into him about his fat back. Like he looked like an absolute specimen a when we were training. Back. And we would rip him about his skin folds on his back. So I'll – we talked about, you know, the fat back, the marbled back of Lottie Takiri. L- it's amazing the rubbish you talk when you're sitting on a bus for eight I hours. I remember years ago when you know, Lottie Takiri said, oh, it's actually pronounced Lotte. Lotte Tungiri. Yeah, Lotte yeah. Tungiri. So Bob Dwyer said at the time, we've got a new nickname for him. So what's that? Lottie. <laughs> <laughs> now, Bob Dwyer, sorry, what school did Bob Dwyer go to? Dwyer's a Waverley boy Waverly for a boy, while. Yeah. He got... And he was. So he still counts. I'm going to add to Waverley. Yeah, go. Do you remember the name? We're talking about Tony Perrin, which it sort of sparked my memory. Do you remember mm. Darmid Heidenreich, Dougie the Pizza Boy? Yeah, remember him well. Waverly. Is, was he? Yeah. Dougie the Cult Pizza Cult hero. You know, it's, it's a quite a diverse group. That is that's, Waverly. That's a that from Waverly, Waverly, Dougie actually. the Pizza You know, imagine that you do a couple of Pizza Hut ads and that's basically what you're remembered for. <laughs> Any show, you go, oh, are you Dougie the Pizza Boy? It's, it's, People uh, think his name's actually Doug. At least you remembered. It's got two large pizzas, a bottle of Pepsi and a garlic bread. Hello? That was quick. Come in. Margaret. Oh, food. Yeah, um, pizza and uh, garlic bread and Pepsi. Do you want some? No. No, thanks. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so was that like a hot girl that opened the door? or? Mm. I really, I, the best one is when he had to deliver... To his home. Remember that? Dad, <laughs> hey, Dad, how about a tip? Just work hard and be good to your mother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> work hard. 0457 736 736. Uh, Daniel, hello to you. Went to De La Salle Kingsgrove with Mark Rudin, who was our school captain. Of course, Sydney FC captain and now the coach of the Wanderers. Uh, Redman, Colin, good morning to you. Hello, Mowers. Uh, Shane and Brett Lee went to my school at Oak Flats. Yeah, that's pretty decent. I faced Six two. and out. Six and out. The, what's Richard Cheekwe doing there? He, was, he played for Randwick, dude. Yeah, he? Randy Cheeks. Pete's now. He's still involved with the club and yeah. around the place. Cheeks, yep. Where did he go to school, you know? No, I'm not sure, actually. Okay. Google that, please. Uh, Shane and Brett Lee went to my school at Oak Flats. I faced two balls from Shane. One went whizzing past my ear. The other went fizzing past my nose. So you're a braver man than me, Colin. Good morning to you. One more before the break because you're talking about food. Uh, and this really, really upsets me. Pistachio shells back in the bowl. So you crack the pistachio nuts and people put the shells back in the bowl. So you look like you've got a full complement of nuts and you just keep pulling out shell. When you've got four kids like I do, yeah. it's part of your daily life. Mm. Is, it, is this, yeah, no, or is this like no, Festivus, the airing of grievances well, for you? It's it's a, a little of column A, <laughs> yeah. little column B. Yeah, that, that, is, that is a heinous crime. Now let's think about that during the break on the Mowers Club. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. So we established that uh, Richard Cheek we went to where Marcellin, did we say? And then you mentioned um, Mike Whitney, another legend of that part of the world. What school did Whit go to? 
South Sydney High. Whit. South Sydney High. Yeah. And so then I've said in the break, oh, only three players um, have played with both Rod Marsh and Shane Warne. Can you name them? So quick as lightning, Morgan Turin, here we go. So Alan Border, Greg Matthews, Mike Whitney. And I'm impressed. <laughs> and then he pauses, only because Whit told me yes. Sir. <laughs> yeah. You should have kept that part quiet. Should have, should have. Mate, so we had him at a lunch yesterday for Ramwick Rugby Club. The, the legend that is the president of Randy Peets. Great to see Whit. Now, we've got a massive fight coming up Wednesday, March 23. Barry Hall, Sonny Bill Williams, they're going to clash. It's a highly anticipated event. That'll be at the Sydney International Event Centre. Now, the fight's being exclusively aired by Stan via its new pay-per-view offering. That's called Stan Event. It's got to be massive. Morgan, I'm pleased to say Barry Hall is on the line right now. Morning, Baz. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we? Uh, going well. More importantly, how are you? you feeling? How are you going? Are you all set? Yeah, I'm all set. Um, you know, fight camp's gone perfectly to plan. You know, we've, um, we're nice and fit. We're doing the rounds at a pretty good pace and um, injury-free, which is uh, which is great. That's always great to hear, mate. And, and I must be, I really want to ask you, what's it like balancing the, the responsibility of promoting the fight, making people interested, but also making sure that you're preparing for this confronting battle man-on-man with another athlete? Yeah, look, it's, it's something that, uh, you know, my first time around, my first fight, I, I didn't do that well. And, you know, once you, it's, I guess it's like anything, I'm, I'm very much a novice at this. You know, that one fight. So you do need to you do need promote. You need to get people interested. Um, and sitting there silent, training hard in the background, doesn't get people interested. And, and that's you know the um, the facts of it. So there there is a balancing act, and, and we've done it fairly well, I think, this time. Um, you know, we've sort of planned as much as we could of when we're doing stuff, and you know when we can recover and when we can train. So it's been um, a bit more strategic this time, rather than just going in willy nilly and. You know, doing stuff, um, you know, as people call in, we've planned it out a lot better. What did you learn from the Gallon fight, Barry? Learned a lot. Yeah, learned a lot. Um, you know, and it's, it's totally different, different circumstances. I was offered that fight with um, nine weeks' notice. They booked a venue, and, you know, I wasn't actively training or, or doing anything at that stage. So that was purely a fitness camp. Um, you know, and I got quite fit, but um, this time I was uh, I was able to you know, work on technique and, and really work on the craftsmanship of, you know, sparring with some really decent guys and, and improving um, quite a bit. So it's, it's a totally different um, fight camp in terms of what we've produced. And I've improved it a hell of a lot. So um, I've learned a lot and I've learned to enjoy this stuff a bit more rather than I was, um, I was quite angry against Paul Gallant. He was talking a bit of, a bit of smack as he does. And um, yes, I wasn't, I'm not as, as as tense as I was then. So I'm just going to enjoy fight week a bit more. And, yeah, when you get in there, that's, that's time to get serious. And you talked about, you know, I saw you quoted saying that that first one was about survival. And then we've talked a little bit about, you know, you've got a great jab. Sonny's got a decent jab. I think, we, you know, I've got my tickets. I'm keen to see a few haymakers. At what point do you think it'll really get mean and you guys will try and take each other out? Oh, look, it could be, it could be at any stage because, you know, heavyweights and 10-ounce gloves, no, no one's... No, no one's exempt from getting knocked out. And, uh, you know, we're both 100 kilos plus and both can bank. So, um, yes, it's going to be strategic because you don't want to get caught. But, um, you know, I'll be setting some traps to, you know, to get him on the end of one. And it could happen at any time. You know, someone could be dominating the fight, you get clipped and it's all over. It's mm. just how heavyweight boxing is. Sonny boasts a career record of 8-0, no, three knockouts. His first time, though, back in the ring since 2021. Uh, he called you a bully. I think you're right, though, Barry, when you said he, he's not great at trash talking. So he's too, he's too softly spoken for that. But but the thing that that kind of got me interested, he said you're inexperienced. Okay, you've had the one pro, but you know he's probably not factoring in 
your junior career, is he underestimating you and your experience? I think so. I'll look, and I, I'm I'm very much aware that they've taken this fight because they think it's on their terms. Um, and and Sonny's done that in the past. You know, he's everything. Every fight he's had, he's fought some world-ranked opponents who have you know had a bit of age on their side. But everything they've done. Um, they've strategically placed their opponents and everything's been in, in their favour. And they think this is the same again. So um, I've, we've almost set the trap that, you know, we've, we just wanted the date. We want to lock in. We want to commit. We got that. And now we're like, OK, right, now we're on. So I, I'm, I'm positive they are underestimating me. And, um, yeah, that's fine with me. That's perfect. Now, Barry, there's a big game out tonight between the Giants and the Swans. Uh, you were probably the Swanies' biggest signing until Buddy came along. Five away from a 1,000 career goals. Uh, is he going to do it tonight? Look, I certainly hope so. He's been a lot spoken about it. And, look, he's he's one of the, the best forwards in the modern era. Let's, uh, let's be frank about that. He's he's just a freak athlete. Um, I think anyone from any sport can sort of watch him play and go, geez, he's... He's legit, this guy. He's, he's a real athlete. And I think that's what you need in Sydney. You need an iconic player or an iconic figure that attracts people to the game. And he's certainly done that. You know, let's, uh, let's not make any bones about it. This is a rugby league town and uh, Sydney. And it's, uh, you need someone like Buddy playing for Sydney. You know, it, it creates interest, mm. as I said, because people respect him as an athlete. And as I said, he's one of the best to do it in the modern era. Um, a thousand goals is, you know, not many people have done that. And, uh Great achievement. Hopefully, you can get it done tonight. There's been a lot spoken about. Yeah, it'd be nice. Now, before we let you go, Barry, when you look back on your career and somebody asks you, what was a tougher challenge, uh, the Sonny Bill Williams fight or SAS? Uh, what's your answer going to be? <laughs> um, I think the Sonny Bill Williams fight's yeah. a, a tough challenge. And it's probably getting to the fight is, is the toughest thing. And, you know, the old saying in boxing is train hard and fight easy. Um, I know it's not going to be easy, but I'll train really, really hard. So uh, getting to the fight's been a, a challenge. Uh, I'm here now. It's time to shine. We've been talking on the show today about the, the most famous people to graduate from your high school who went to your high school. Uh, you, feel free to nominate yourself, Barry. <laughs> Is there anyone else that's uh, of note that's come out of your high school? Well, I'm not sure that uh, you've, you've spoken to me. You, you know I'm not very educated, so I didn't graduate at all, mate. So, um, <laughs> but I'm from a small country town, and the school capacity was uh, 150 people. So, wow. Um, It'd be a safe bet to say that uh, not many um, big names are coming out of high school. <laughs> right, so Barry Hall's nominated Barry Hall. Yeah, Barry Morgan, <laughs> <laughs> Morgan Turinu, he's nominated wanna, himself. I didn't want to nominate. I didn't want to nominate myself, but um, I have to. <laughs> no give your school a shout out. What, what school was it, Barry? Broadford Secondary College. Okay, nice. Broadford well, mate, Secondary. only 150 kids. That's high quality getting you out of it. That's for sure. Yeah, it's a good, that's a good strike, Ray. Barry, all the best, mate, uh, for the fight Wednesday night, as we mentioned now. For those who want to watch a turf or pay-per-view fight, you can catch that on Stan Event. It's going to be available for any Stan customer to purchase. It's only 50 bucks too, so it's money well spent. And the customers, by the way, that are new to Stan, they can sign up for a 30-day free trial and then purchase the fight when available. Barry Hall, thank you so much for your time. Hey, thanks for your time, guys. Enjoy. Barry Hall, proud uh, attendee of the Broadford School of 150 people. <laughs> Mate, uh, what, I, what, what I do want to say about these two guys is, is what it takes. It takes a, a decent-sized pair of you-know-whats to get in the oh. ring, go man-on-man, face-up to – and they talked about two heavyweights. And, yeah, the, the last couple of weeks there is a bit of feeling. It's not just for show because you're going in there, you need to physically dominate your opponent oh. to win, and you've got to be prepared to get hurt. It's a, it is – whatever you want, whatever you think about boxing, it's a riveting – 
challenge to face up to someone man on man, face to face when the time comes. Hey, Morgs, weren't you meant to be getting in the ring with uh, SCN alumni Drew Mitchell? Well, well Drew, Drewy called me out. Right. So, what happened know, there? Oh, Drewy loves Drewy just loves the limelight, doesn't yeah. he, Drewy? Uh, and he's I love Drewy. He called me out on social media for a bit of fun, and then. <laughs> And then the poor bugger got embarrassed because everyone said that I'd smash him. So then he's, he's sort of well, just, What's the weight class there? It's, I need to know. Exactly. Because I mean, you've got a couple on. Well, I would have had, yeah. had to lose a few to get in. But you know the, you know the, the Homer Simpson just retreating into the hedge gift? That was Drewy. <laughs> that was Drewy after the social media put him back in his box. Oh, I remember Drewy saying, you know, he loved playing rugby in France. Because every weekend you go to people's houses, barbecues. But my my goodness, with all the cheese, you, you could just pack it on yeah. in well, a matter of not, months. Mate, you have you have a croissant for breakfast, yeah. pan of chocolate, a baguette under your arm on the way through. Then you then you stop the whole the whole town stops to go to lunch. You mm. can't go to the bank between twelve and two thirty. That's a European Everyone's thing. Everyone's out yeah. for lunch. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. But the French people aren't fat though. It's amazing. Yeah, they're a bit better on uh, serving size than than I was. Yeah, just, right. Okay. We get we get we we just get too excited with all this bread and pan everywhere. The theory is though that there was a, a book released once called "Why French Women Don't Get Fat," and they reckon because they don't eat in between meals, and when they sit down and have their meals, actually sit, have a spoonful, they'll chat for a bit, so they take their time eating, so they don't scoff their food. Probably something to that. Not a bad idea. I tell you what, too, that you know, in Paris, there's as much smoking going on as eating at oh, meals right, as well. Yeah. So that in cuts down your eating hotels. time. Yes. I remember going to a hotel in Paris. He's got a dog walking around, just sucking down a dart. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. We'll take a break. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut, or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Great to have your company on this soggy Sydney morning, 0457 736 736, the text line number. Talking today about the most famous people that are graduated from your school. Maddie, at the moment, uh, is a front runner with Edward Weary Dunlop. But we had some good ones too. We had some really good ones. They don't just have to be sports people, by the way. Curdy says Knox Grammar, Hugh Jackman. That's, that's, a, that's a tough one. Nicole Kidman went to Kalara High. There's a good one for you too, Morgan. I do, I do laugh about Knox Grammar. They, they mentioned, was it Kurt mentioned Hugh Jackman? He yeah. left Peter Fitzsimons off. Oh, would it's Fitzy be filthy? Oh, Fitzy he doesn't wear the, He doesn't wear the bandana anymore. He's got rid of it, I think. No, no, he's given up the drink. He doesn't wear the bandana. He's a yeah. different man these days. He is. He is. Now, the New South Wales Open, the Golf Challenge New South Wales Open. Sadly, no play today because of all the rain as they try to get the course uh, ready for tomorrow. The radar looks a bit better. Get your tickets at Ticker Tech and live on Fox Sports and KO from midday. And Harrison Crow, watch out for this kid. A 20-year-old shot a second straight 64 at Concord. Put himself in a share of the lead with Victorian pro Blake Collier. And he's on the line right now. Morning, Harry. Morning, guys. How are you? Going well. Listen, congratulations. You've gone 64-64, couple of bogey-free rounds. Uh, how frustrating is it for you? You're probably ready to get out there again and attack that course, but now you just got to contemplate your navel. Yeah, there's uh, obviously a lot to think about today, but just try to try to distract myself. Probably head out to the golf course, uh, just my local course, and just distract myself, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you're a St. Mix man. Yeah, you're a St. Michael's based. Uh, so you'll head out that way, and maybe the weather will be even worse there. What, what will you get through today? A little bit of short game stuff. Take it easy. What's yeah. on the plan? A bit of swing stuff and nothing, nothing, uh, nothing, nothing serious. Just uh, keep the body feeling fresh and uh, just feel the centre of the club base, I guess. <laughs> and Harrison, you came through this this elite programs of Gold New South Wales. You, you're you're a proven winner. You know how to win. I mean, when you look through the leaderboard and you see your name sitting alongside more established Aussie golf stars, do you pinch yourself or do you just say this is where I belong? Yeah, 
Um, I feel like last year I'd be uh, pinching myself a bit, but uh, sort of the last couple of weeks playing some some big pro events and knowing where my game's at, then this week uh, it's kind of kind of confirming that it's where I belong. And you say it's where you belong. We're really impressed with you winning the New South Wales Amateur earlier in the season. How different is it to have the pros around you, the established guys? What the, What's the feeling like on a golf course? What's it like playing with those guys alongside you? Um, what's their livelihood, I guess? So the guys actually, uh, uh, how they go about um, their rounds in their game and how they hold, them, hold themselves uh, is just a little bit different to amateur golf. Um, and you notice uh, you do learn a lot of things from those guys, um, but they, they do a really good job. It's a little bit different compared to Amma Golf in the sense that, like, um, they just make less mistakes, I guess, and capitalise their opportunities. It's a course that you've got to be pretty strategic around, isn't it, Harrison? Uh, it was a bit slow, I guess, on day one, and speaking to a couple of the pros yesterday, because that sun really baked, it was hot out there, the greens picked up pace. Uh, how have you found the differences from day one to day two? Um, there was a little bit more run on the fairways to start as, uh, yesterday. Um, it's still a little bit wet here to green, but the greens have been pretty awesome for the first two days. Uh, huge credit to green staff. The, the greens are awesome. And they did get quicker yesterday, a little bit firmer. So... Those greens around there, they're pretty true. So if you're getting good putts, um, more than likely they're going to go in. Did you find you picked up shots on the holes you needed to? Yeah, yeah. I definitely um, I took advantage of a lot of the holes I gave myself opportunities on. Um, I was a bit nervy early on, but uh, I stringed a couple on early. A um, couple of long putts, and then it just kicked me off from there with the back nine just, just plotted along really well. Is there any part of your game that you're particularly focusing on at the moment, Harrison? Um, mainly just putting. Uh, a lot of it's mental for me with the, with the flat stick. Tech, uh, Technique-wise, everything's where I want it to be. It's just all in the head, I guess. So just try to treat it like I'm either playing match play or just a, a local money match with a mate. <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking Morgan <laughs> Tiranui's language, I tell you. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm yeah. staying away from, from Harriet's and Mick's in his yeah. home track, that's for sure. Mate, you're a, you know, I think we saw you, we, you grew up in Bexley, is it? And I, I think I've read that you're a Roosters fan. What other sports that grabbed you uh, when you were coming through? Were you always a golfer or was there a bit of footy in there as well? I uh, played a bit of footy up until I was about 12 or 13. Loved that. Um, cricket was also a big one. Played a lot of club and rep cricket. Um, played a bit of everything, a little bit of AFL. So it was... Uh, I was always getting my hands dirty and just golf captivated me a little bit more and uh, eventually gave everything up when I was about 13 or 14 just to focus on golf. Uh, it was a bit of a struggle trying to play um, club cricket Saturdays and sneak out for around yeah. golf and then rep season, play full day cricket Sunday and couldn't play golf. So it was just had to make a decision, I guess. We've been talking on the show this morning, Harrison, about the most famous people to graduate from your high school and not necessarily graduate, but attend your high school. Uh, where did you go to school, mate? I went to Samaria's Cathedral College. Ah, and who are some of the famous alumni, the famous people that attended St Mary's Cathedral College? Oh, you're testing me there. Apart from, you can nominate yourself. Oh. Uh, we spoke to Barry Hall, he nominated himself. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully hopefully five or ten years' time I can, I can say that. No, I was one of them. Before we let you go, uh, you know, I'm looking at these young golfers with the hair just kicking out the back of the hat, Harrison. You know, Jed Morgan's another... 
I wonder if it's sort of like a Samson-like power because we saw what Cam Smith did at Sawgrass. Maybe there's something in that. Um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's it's got to be a, it's got to be a swing cue or something. Do you just do you just hit the luscious locks at the top of your backswing yeah, and that's when so you know you're in the right position? Nice, mate. I'm waiting for the RNA to ban it, knowing them. The flow out the back makes you hit it further. There, there. Okay, good tip. Hey, all the best for tomorrow. Uh, Harrison will be watching closely. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, thanks, guys. Thank you for having me. There is Harrison Crow, joint leader of the New South Wales Open, the Golf Challenge New South Wales Open at Concord Golf Club. Sadly, no play today. But uh, as we said, we looked at the radar and we should get on tomorrow for a 54-hole tournament. And maybe young Harrison Crow. The 20-year-old will be lifting the Kel Nagel Cup. 0457 736 736. That is the text line number. Keep those texts coming in. The most famous graduates or those that emanated from your high school. Winner gets a prize. One hour to go on the Mowers Club with Julian King and Morgan Tuanui. Stick around. Mowers, start your engines. It's the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, Julian King, that really fades down too quickly. Can we change that to trail out a bit longer, Gibbo? <laughs> well, Jules, we don't give enough work to company standardised policy of 15 seconds. I don't believe that. Oh, well, it's it's damn right. Really? Yeah, sorry about that. Adam says the same thing. Are you sure you're not Adam in a polo shirt? Adam and I, I kid you not, the other week, we came dressed exactly the same. Exactly. I don't usually wear the polos. I thought I had to nick off to Concord after this to do a Q&A, but the golf is off today. Sadly, the Golf Challenge New South Wales Open Concord Golf Club uh, play has been suspended for day three, uh, looking like the weather guys are going to be a bit kinder tomorrow on the Sunday. So it will be a 54-hole tournament. We'll catch up with the the groundsman, uh, Chris Howe, very shortly on the program. 0457 736 736. Been taking your nominations this morning for the most famous people that went to your school. Morgan Turanui, he's nominated himself. He's got Peter Cosgrove. That's oh. hard to beat. Barry Hall nominated Barry Hall. But that's fair enough because he went to a little country bumpkin school of only 150 people. So the fact they've churned out Barry is very, very good. And we'll talk racing today, a massive card at Rose Hill. We'll see what the track's doing as well with our good friend Tristan Merlihan from Top Sport, home of the Top Sport betting multi. Just looking ahead to some of the fixtures today in the football. In the NRL, 3 o'clock, you hear that action live on NRL Nation. Titans and the Warriors, that game at Seabus Super Stadium. Tonight, 5.30pm, the Sharks and the Eels at the Sharks home ground at Pointsbet Stadium. And then 7.35, this will be an interesting game, the Cowboys and the Raiders in Townsville. In the AFL today, we've got Geelong and Essendon, that at the G, 2.10pm bounce. As we mentioned, GWS and Sydney tonight, that is going to be huge. For that the world's biggest TV screen, did you see there too, Morgan? Love to play a bit of Mario Kart on that. <laughs> uh, Buddy, of course, going for his thousandth career goal. He's on 995 at the moment, so only five more. Will he do it? Will no, he do it? No, I think you'll get three or four, yeah, and it'll be all roads lead to the SCG. Well, we might even ask uh, Tristan Merlihan from Top Sport about that. What what the market is for Barry? There'll be a market, for, that's for, for sure. Barry, for Buddy, I should say, to kick his thousandth. Tonight. And then we've got the Lions in Port Adelaide at the Gabba. In the A-League today, Mariners MacArthur FC at 5.05pm. Sydney FC and West United 7.45pm. Melbourne City and Melbourne Victory. That'll be a good one. 
Now, the Melbourne Derby, 7.45pm. And the Super Rugby Pacific, uh, 2.15 this afternoon. And you're going to be doing this for Sand Sport, Morgan. Fijian Drew and the Force. And then tonight, the Waratahs and the Rebels, 7.45. It's a long one, actually. The first game of rugby today is at 11.45 when the women play the Fijian and Drew uh-huh. against the Force. It's a double header at the SCG with the Waratahs women taking on the Rebels. So it's uh, a fair bit going on. The Moana Pacifica, the new team, play the Chiefs over across the ditch. That's 5 o'clock live and on demand on Stan Sport as well. And over... Across in the ditch, Women's World Cup continues. Australia are looking dominant at the moment, but this is going to be their biggest test. They take on India, 12 o'clock, Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, Rachel Haynes, a vice-captain, she's mid-30s now. She's getting better with age. She's been outstanding. She's the high bat for the Aussies this tournament. And, of course, as we mentioned, five group ones at Rose Hill for Golden Slipper Day. The Ranvet, the Guineas, the George Ryder, the Golden Slipper, of course, and the Galaxy. And, of course, this great program. Morgan Turanui. Thanks to Toro Mowers, powered by 100 years of innovation. 0457 736 736. Now, they've done a remarkable job at Concord Golf Club. I was out there the last couple of days. Uh, I mentioned their 850 mil of rain they had, and it's only been three months into the year. It's quite astonishing. That's 80% of the annual rainfall. The fact that they're even playing is a high achievement. Chris Howes, the man in charge of keeping the greens and the fairways looking pristine. He's on the line right now. Chris, good morning. Morning to you. Thanks for having me. Uh, how, on a scale of 1 to 10, how frustrating is it? <laughs> uh, you got the rain bucketing down this morning. Did you look at it and think there was maybe a chance they could get on? Can I say a 12? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very frustrating. Uh, I thought this morning when I drove in, no chance. I was here when the rain hit last night at about 9 o'clock, and it was pretty ominous there and then what was going to happen. So... Uh, unfortunately, given how wet it was, it wasn't going to take much more rain to tip us back over the edge. Have you been happy with how the course has played so far? Uh, yeah, probably too many on the scoreboard, uh, but I guess that's indicative <laughs> of how soft the course is. Yeah. But uh, and and you know, we said about trying to defeat golfers. That's our lot in life. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. I, 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 you say the areas that are good Chris. are really good, and and the bit, the bits that are bad are, are horrible. So um, yeah, a few more drying days. Yeah, you know, I spoke to Nick Flanagan on the Thursday. And he said sometimes, you know, with, with cheeky pin placements, Concord can get can get very mean with those nice angle greens that you have. Uh, yeah, the PGA setting the pins at the moment. I'll throw them under the bus if it was <laughs> well done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if it was the course staff, it might be a slightly different kettle of fish. But uh, yeah, it's um, they, they've got some nice pins out there, which is good. Which is that's what the members want to see. The pins they're familiar with, uh, not centre of the green, so it makes them nice and accessible. Nice. And in terms of trying to get the golfers back on the course, what are you and your team doing now? What do you need to do to make it ready for tomorrow? Okay, so the the, the greens are fine um, because they're on sand. They're not a problem. So the main thing for us is trying to get rid of the surface water as it's starting to rain again. Uh, it's um, So we've just got to make sure all the pits are exposed so any water that's directed towards them can get away. Obviously, the intensity of the rain last night drags some leaf and mulch, etc., over them and blocks them up. So just make sure they're not compromised so we can get the surface water away. Uh, we need it to dry naturally. We can make more mess if we try and get too uh, silly trying to push some of the water away. But um, touch wood, uh, it, you know, if we, the sun comes out, we, we should be okay. What about the bunkers, Chris? How much work needs to get them back into shape? The bunkers are awesome. Uh, because the course by and large is only four years old, it's pretty fresh sand in them, so they drain freely. There's probably six out there that where the almost by default some of the banks are designed to slope into the bunkers as catchments. So we'll have to push those up. I, I, all In all, probably an hour's work and the bunkers are back to square, which is awesome. 
Well, you mentioned there, it was 2017-18, we had that big course redesign as part of the, the Tom Doak. Uh, well, yes, redesign, as I said, but uh, irrigation is a really important part of that, isn't it? Oh, 100%, 100%. And by and large, we're wall-to-wall irrigation now. Uh, we collect stormwater off the adjacent streets, which helps, and we're just in the process of uh, embellishing that setup, uh, which is great. So uh, if it's running down the street, we're harvesting. Uh, we haven't needed it for a while. As you said, 850 mil, it's actually now pushing <laughs> closer to 900. Wow. So it's, uh, yeah, we've just about got our, our year's worth of rain in the first three months of the year. So, and unfortunately, the forecast for the next week ahead doesn't look that much flattering either. Harrison Crow, who's joint leader at the moment with Blake Collier, we spoke to him in the last hour and he, and he said that you didn't get as much run because of all the rain. I mean, with that in mind, I mean, you sort of, how much are you shaving off? You've got the Kaikuyu on the fairway, yeah? We have. Uh, it's a voracious grower, so yeah. that stuff sniffs, sniffs water and it starts growing. We got probably 60 to 70% of the fairways cut late yesterday. Um, and that was, obviously, we had to leave the, the real wet areas. Uh, we've had to naturally raise the heights a little bit so we didn't get scalpy and just to protect the grass a little bit. So that is lengthening, lengthening the course a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, the fairways are what they are at the moment and certainly won't be cutting them today. I can't put a mower near them today, unfortunately. Do you ever, do you ever consult the players or do you just do your thing? Uh, yeah, no, we don't consult the nah, players. No, no, no. <laughs> no, lunatics yeah. running the asylum. Yes. <laughs> did, oh, did, I, did I say that aloud? Yeah, no. It's, uh, <laughs> this is the safe space, no, I've, Chris. I've, I've, I've been here long enough and obviously been involved in tournament set up, et cetera, before. So, you know, we know what we'd like to achieve. Mm. Uh, we hear enough anecdotally from the golfers what they'd like. So, uh, yeah, everyone's a greenkeeper. So, um, yeah, we get plenty of advice. Jared Felton, I was talking to him yesterday. He eagled the 15 and he said, I have to thank them because they moved the tees forward, obviously, so they could the players could drive past that little kind of boggy patch where it gathers in the swale. Um, anything else sort of big that's happened on the course to sort of accommodate for the extra rain, obviously, if you preferred lies and the like? I'm standing on 15, looking at that exact spot at the moment. Is that right? It's pretty, pretty, pretty horrendous. Yeah, uh. that leads from about two fairways across that area, and then obviously gets flat. So uh, they've they've shortened up a couple of tees, but by and large, most of these boys hit past uh, the wet areas. Uh, unfortunately, the first now is, is, there's a bit of a valley running down through there, mm. so there's a chunk of water running through there. But 15 is the obvious one, um, which then brings into the next bit of trouble, which is a grove of trees a little bit further up the hill. So. But uh, yeah, most of the most of the really wet areas are out of the way for for these pros. What about the forecast tomorrow? Expecting a break, and, and how do you think the course will pull up? Yeah, still it'll still be soft. Uh, the weather looks uh, far better. I think it's about twenty five degrees and southerly breeze, um, which is awesome. But uh, it'd be nice for the sun to come out now. As I said, it's mm. sort of drizzling here again now. So I've been here since five o'clock this morning, and it hasn't dried out any at all. But uh, if the sun was to come out and a bit of breeze, and that'd be awesome. Uh, because there is no breeze, it's a very clean course at the moment, which is great too. Because we're not wet and messy; we're only wet, so which is uh, <laughs> good, for the, good for the mind. Yeah, it can always dry. Now, before we let you go, Chris, uh, we've been talking on the program this morning about the most famous people that attended your high school. Where did you go to school, Chris Howe? I went to McCarthy, Emmy Plains. Aha. Uh-huh. So, uh, so there was quite a few league players went through there. I'll Brad Pittler was a year above me at school. Oh, yeah. 
We actually uh, had somebody else on the text line, so they didn't mention your name, Chris. To, so. Someone tried to claim him from a different school, yeah, I thought. Yeah, so you know what? Uh, the, the fact they didn't m- mention you, they're out of the running for the T-shirt. They probably, he probably said St. Dominic's, which at the yeah. time... Yes, he did. Year 10. Yeah, so that, that was the precursor back in the day, St. Mm-hmm. Dominic's for Year 10, and then uh, McCarthy for 11 and 12. So uh-huh. I still remember the chopper landing on the the uh, oval when he debuted back in, what was that, 89? Of the Chockey Soldiers. So Yes, Brad Fiddler, that's not bad. Hey, Chris, thank you so much. All the best. Uh, Great work, by the way. Uh, The course, I was out there, as I said, it looks magnificent. You've got a real challenge on your hand, battling all the elements, and you've done a wonderful job, and let's hope for a good day's play tomorrow. Thank you. Thanks so much for your time. Good on you. There he is, Chris Howe, the Chief Superintendent of the Concord Golf Club, of course, out there for the Golf Challenge New South Wales Open. Just running through that leaderboard again, Blake Collier at minus 14 to share a first position with Harrison Crowther. The amateur who we spoke to on the last hour, St. Michael's boy, and he's, you know, doesn't mind a bit of a putt off. Uh, Dimi Papadados, Jared Felton, Jordan Zudik, uh, Dean Lawson, uh, two strokes further back. They're all in joint third. Then you've got Adam Blythe, Cade McBride, and Matt Jager all on minus 11. 0457 736 736, the text line number. I, Morgan, what about this, Rooster Man? Clive Churchill was my was alumni from my school, Morris Brothers in Hamilton and Newcastle. Wow, yeah, that's pretty. That's good. wow, immortal. Still don't know if you can beat Weary. Dunlop. I do like Matt on the taxi. Do we talk about that one? In excess, please. In excess, went to Forest High with him. Same school. That's huge. Well, I'm glad Matt wrote in because he said, "Is no one listening going to a public school? Because we've got all these, we've got all these independent schools, these private schools, these GPS schools. Oh, here's Marcellin. I went to Waverley. I mean, St. Pius. Hey, Marcellin. Is, Marcellin's a bit of a battler school. I'll give them that. Is it really? Toffee knows, yeah. But hang on, one of our listeners said you go to Waverley, yeah. you can't get into Marcellin. They're not. They're just shows. They're not that smart at Marcellin. <laughs> um, the wars go on. See, um, St. Pius X is, you know, it's an independent school, Catholic school, but it's a battler school. Let's be honest. St. Pius X. Are Pius you serious? The... I don't think so. Excuse I didn't, me, so, I didn't I say it like so. that. Come on, someone actually here went to a public school, so I agree with Matt 100%. Mm-hmm. Taramara High, actual battle yeah, school. Yeah, produced who? Shane Gould and Karen Neal and Nathan Gibbons. Yeah, Shane Gould. Who's Nathan Shane Gibbons? Gould. Does oh, Nathan Shane Gibbons Gould. have a Wikipedia page? Yeah, he does. Then you don't care. Yeah, he does, actually. Do you really? Well done, Mum. Not me, though. No, yeah. No, yeah. yeah, you know, the whole idea of wikis, create your own. Mm. Yes. Shane Gould, that's a good one, though. And as I mentioned, Nicole Kidman went to Kalara High, so, you know, there's a public school. So for that reason, she nudges out Hugh Jackman, I think. 0457 736 736. He talked about uh, Chris Howe, about Brad Fittler. And he said, oh, you go to one school a year 10. And that's what happened to Jackson Bird. So he went to Iggy's, Riverview, mm-hmm. till year 10. And then Pius, I think, 11 and 12. And I remember saying, Jackson, do you identify with Iggy, St. Ignatius, Riverview, or do you identify with Pius? And he said, Riverview. I said, we can no longer be friends. Yeah, it's a strange one too because normally they, they ship them in, Riverview. Yeah. They don't ship the good ones out. <laughs> Went on to play for Australia. Yeah. They missed one there. 0457 736 736. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. Julian King in Vadim Peacock. Morgan Turanui keeping the chair warm. The Humvee slash Lamborghini in place of Nick Davis. Thanks to Toro Mowers. Powered by 100 Years of Innovation. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. The great Spud Carroll enters the building 0457 736 736. You're going to hear the Warriors and the Titans live on NRL Nation right here on SEN. Download the app. If you don't have it, why not? Download the app and hear all that action. We spoke to Nathan Friend earlier on the program. Now, stack of racing today. Five group ones at Rose Hill. We've also got 
the All-Star Mile as well. Let's catch up with our good friend Tristan Merlihan from Top Sport, home of the Top Sports betting multi. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Hello, Sir Tristan. How you going, Jules? Yeah, big day of racing, as you say. AFL back, NRL into week two. Big weekend. Very excited for the day ahead. Now, look, I'm not one to blow my own trumpet, but the last time we spoke uh, a couple <laughs> of weeks ago, I said, mate, Converge, special. Hello. Got up. And, and I reckon it's it's a pretty decent chance in the guineas again today. I think so. And, yeah, you're, you're, you're very, very on the mark there. And it's $4. You've got Animo, very short price commodity in that race, being 205 into $1.60. But Converge, their second pick, if it can lower its colours again, and Profundo six fifty into six dollars. So looks a high quality race. We've got a got some smallish fields there in some of the races in Sydney, but there are there's some high quality uh, fares as well. With the Golden Slipper, as we know, one of the biggest races in the universe, where Cool and Gatta has been five fifty into five dollars. The Magic Millions winner, Sejudan is seven dollars fifty. Russian Conquest. Nine out to 19, the uh, the horse that ran second and the Magic Millions. Fireburn, though, has been a really big go. Our trade is very confident about it. $15 into eight fifty. But for punters wanting a little each-way bet, I think the 14-7 veils out of the wide ga- uh, gate, if it can come across 34 into 17, I think is a decent play. And, mate, what do you think's behind that, that market move for Fireburn? It's not, you know, I think Rebel Dane probably could be one of the great underrated sires in, in the years to come. Why are they going for Fireburn? And I need you – I like to look at best of Bordeaux. I want to have a little bit of something each way. What do you guys got that at? Yeah, best of Bordeaux is uh, 11 out to 14. It's been a little bit easy, but I think it's maybe the, the runner that's flying under the radar at the moment. It's only had the two runs, and I can't see why it's drifting. I, I, I think it's definitely a big chance of winning this race. Um, so $14, a little bit of an each-way bet. And, yeah, I, I agree with the underrated side. Uh, underrated, I, I think if, if it can jag a big a big win in one of these races, there's uh, there's obviously, you know, you, you can find the value before that happens. So I, I just think the way Fireburn's been back, there's, um, and with the, with the way the track's expected to play, I think there's a big opportunity there for that, that those connections. What's the track at the moment, Tristan? Track at the moment is sitting at a heavy nine, right. which uh, is a bit of a worry. But that, that, you know, we, we've been used to that a little bit over the uh, over the autumn. So um, we've seen the horses form, and it probably from from a punting point of view, it it keeps the tracks consistent to what we've seen over the last month. So it probably allows you to weigh them up a little bit differently. But it, it's one of those ones where it changes during the week. You have to redo your form a little bit just to make sure you're you're, you're studying at, at at the at the accurate track conditions. It's you know two year olds are always a lottery, aren't they? It's probably not the deepest slipper field we've seen historically. Uh, the one that catches my eye though, um, in this race, uh, she's extreme. She's extreme. Yeah, well, it's been twelve dollars into six fifty, yeah, and and it's it's a horse on the up. You know, fourth, second, first, a good, very impressive win last start. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's on the up there. The track I think is going to suit it. One on the heavy nine last start as well. So Preble on on board. I I, I think it's certainly going to be uh, very very hard to beat. And and the money's obviously come for it. Now speaking of a horse that likes the wet in the Ranvet, the the odds on pop very elegant. Can anything get nearer? And are you yeah. brave enough to to give us a juicy price for our multis? Ooh. It's uh, in the Ranvet. It is very, very short, very elegant. It got out to as high as a dollar forty, which I thought was absurd. I, I think around the dollar twenty-six is the right quote. I, I can't see it getting beaten today. The one they've come for is Emissary 
$17 into 10. I'm battling to understand how it's going to be able to lower very elegant colours, but uh, Mon Montefilia as well, 750 and Angel of Truth. Second up, Willie Pike on board at 11, but something would have to go terribly wrong for very elegant, I think, if it wasn't to get the, the chocolates there. And the all-star mile, 6-4 to four about Zaki with that widish barrier. Yes, gets the car, Nisham combo. Is, it, is that the right price? What, what else are its dangers? Yeah, to me, it, it, it's been very, very well supported. I sort of wonder if it's getting in a little bit tight now. 340 into 250, as you say, 6 to 4. I love someone talking in the old odds language. It's uh, I'm showing great my to age hear. There. But, uh, <laughs> inspirational girl, obviously, $6, but the, the weights probably don't play out as, as nicely as last start. Only just got their last start. Pinstripe down the bottom of the field at $8. I think it's the chance at, at a little each way bet, as well as Stefane, $12. But yeah, I, I, I think the race is in Zaki's hands. It'll be interesting how it goes. It was so close there last start, but um, but yeah, it, it does meet meet a few of its contenders a little bit better at the weights. All right, before we give you our tips for our locks for cool. our silly multis, uh, let's have a look at the NRL this afternoon, starting with the Titans and the Warriors. Yeah, the top sport Titans, the, the wagering, where the wagering partner of the Titans is, she's very excited. I went in and checked out the lounge there yesterday. The ground is in absolute perfect nick. We've got some great weather up here as well. So the Titans are expected to come out and have a have a comprehensive win by the way the betting move has gone. It's gone from five and a half out to eight and a half. AJ Brimson expected to be back at dollar thirty seven the win. Three twenty the Warriors, eight and a half the line, forty seven and a half the total points. Titans doing some really good things. Obviously with uh, the weather up here at Lismore there, they're donating some proceeds from every one of those tickets. Uh, to the, to a great cause. So any Gold Coast uh, listener out there, make sure you get out to the game. It's going to be a good atmosphere because we know how the uh, the Warriors always support their team on the Gold Coast. So looking forward to that game. The Sharks against the Eels is an absolute cracker. I, I'm struggling to understand why yeah. the Eels are favourites in this game. I, I think it should be pick them at worst. And it's 205 the Sharks, 181 the Eels, and the line's one and a half. Cam McInnes back. I think he's going to be one of the buyers of the year. He sort of snuck under the radar there, miss, missing a bit of, um, a, well, missing all of last year. I, I think he's going to be huge for them with Dale Finucane, and one game under his belt. I think they'll be getting the win back at their home ground for the first time in a long time. And then the last game of the night, the Cowboys, who were atrocious on uh, in round one, I feel, though, they're going to oh. bounce back this week. I, I think the, the loss of the halfback for the Raiders is so underrated because, you know, it only was a one game or a second gamer for the Raiders, but I feel um, he had the whole preseason to get ready. I think throwing another young kid into the mix. I think the Cowboys might bounce back here. And at 225, the, the Raiders at 165, I think represent a little bit of value particularly at the plus two and a half at a dollar ninety four. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. That was one of the worst games last week against the Dogs that I've seen in a long, long time. It was a terrible game of football. But the Raiders, I mean, they they knocked off the Sharks. I don't think anybody wanted or anybody predicted that. Jack White was outstanding. But, yeah, at home, I, I don't know. I'm with you. I think there's value in the 225. Just going, circling back for a moment, Tristan, to this um, Titans game. Uh, Jaden Campbell, anytime try scorer. What can you offer us? Jaden Campbell. Geez, he's an exciting commodity, isn't he? And to score a try for Jaden Campbell, he is $2.15. Let's not forget, David Fafita last year scored the most tries for the Titans in any year in their existence. And he's, he's fourth pick at $2.27. I think he might have a big game, first game back at home. But yeah, Jaden Campbell, two fifteen. The same game multi with that combination works out at about $4.70. Now, Morgan's very excited about the Super Rugby tonight. Just before we get to that, the Giants and the Swannies. Uh, is Buddy going to kick his thousandth tonight? He got a market on that for us, Tristan. 
Well, we, we do. We, we have the uh, ability for punters to back how many goals they score. And just bringing that one up here, multiple goal kickers. So he's got to kick five to get the record. And he's been backed 875 into 675 to get the record there tonight. Oh. So I reckon uh, it's, it's an interesting one. It's such a big game to do it. Or will he, uh, you know, or is a preference there to, to, to do it at the SCG next week? I'm, I'm sure he won't be worrying too much about that. But it'll be interesting looking at the uh, the last few minute goals. But it's expected to be a, a tight game, this one. It's a $1.95 the Giants, a dollar ninety the Swannies, and the line the totals are only one hundred and fifty five and a half. So we're not expecting a huge bag of goals. In saying that, though, all three games so far in the AFL season have gone over. So that might be a little edge there if you're having a bet. Maybe we haven't factored in some rule change that's causing a few of these games to go over. So if that's the case, then it certainly gives Buddy a good chance of of, of getting that record. But yeah, he's six dollars seventy five to get the uh, get the record tonight. And on Super Rugby Pacific, three games today in the men's comp. The, the interesting one probably from a punting perspective is the Fijian and Drua versus the Western Force. The Drua beat the Rebels recently at better than 4-1 to one head-to-head. Uh, what have you got them priced at, Drua versus Force? Yeah, they are $3.35. The Force are $1.36, playing at Leichhardt Oval, of course, and the lines are flat eight. So the Force are expected to win, but we know what, what Fiji did in, in recent times. So maybe a little bit of value. The yeah, that's true. Pacifica yep. team against the, the Chiefs at $13. The Chiefs, 104 Market has the line 20 and a half. So we are expecting the Chiefs to get well and truly on top there. And then the big game tonight, the Waratahs against the Rebels, where the Waratahs are seventeen. The Rebels five dollars fifty, and the line is twelve and a half. Forty-eight and a half. The expected points. We've got a hundred and ten markets on every one of these union games with our same game multi. We feel it's market leading. So if you want to have a bet on the Super Rugby, make sure you check out the website. Topsport.com.au. We got this text coming in from Matt. It says Morgan, you are a true punter. I wish you could teach Laurie Daly. He still thinks if something is paying five, that the odds are five to one. No, because Lozzie, you get your buck back. That's how it works. You, I learned you know, that the hard way as a kid yeah, at Remy Race what? Course. This doesn't make sense. Well, he is a punter. Now, you know, let's rewind the clock, Tristan, to the Melbourne Cup 2003, the first of the Divas' three wins. Morgan had the top four that day. You may recall She's Archie first finished four. there. Yes, yes. yes. and. Uh, Fattened up that return, Morgan. You want to elaborate on that? How much did you line your pocket? Well, it's a, it's a long story, and I'll, I'll give you the short version. So I had Maccabi Diva in the Wallabies, uh, Calcutta. Got yeah. 16 grand for coming first. Had oh. the trifecta, $100 boxed, $100 boxed five horses. So you get the trifecta 1.66 times. Trifecta paid 12000 First four. So the, the five horses I boxed were Maccabi Diva, She's Archie, Jardine's Lookout, Pentastic, and a horse called Frightening. The first four came in the first four, and I was in camp with the Wallabies. We're about to train, watch the Melbourne Cup. Team manager comes in, tells us who ran fourth, and the first four paid 105000 Wow. Well, never been able to redo it, that's for sure. Never <laughs> and yet I again. paid for my coffee this morning. <laughs> yeah, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> but I've got four kids. It's long gone. <laughs> it gets chewed up pretty quick. All right. Stupid multi-time. Oh, this is exciting. That's exciting. Okay, you want to go first? Who, give us a lock today. Who, who do you think is going to re- give us a return? No, I took I took the $3.40 about Zarek in the third at Rose Hill. I'm, I'm interested in opinions. I just thought it would lob outside the leader, and, and I'm, no, there's, there's probably going to be money for that surefire, the Waller thing that won at a good price recently, but I just thought it was well set up. Willie Pike, Hawks. Uh, I might want to see what the track does just to be sure that they're not swooping down the middle or something like that. But Zarek, I thought at that price, I might cop a deduction on the 340. I thought it was a good price. All right. Can I just pull you up there, Morgan? Mm-hmm. 
because you've just talked way too much sense for the stupid multi. That okay. that was one yeah. of the best uh, the be- the best uh, previews of a race. It should be on Sky Channel. It's very impressive, and it has it's been very very well backed. Three dollars. It's into two dollars seventy, and um, I, I think that uh, that represents a little bit of value. You, you lock, locking in the the three thirty earlier. There's not a huge uh, amount of deductions. Only six cents out of the race, okay. so you still got your chips in very very well. So um, we'll, we'll throw that in as one leg. I, I think it's going to be very very hard to beat in the Queen's Cup. Yeah, well, mate, well, on the stupid multi because I'm actually I actually will put the money on this bet, so I can't do stupid. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> like I'm throwing one out there and not backing it. I will be hunting at home. Uh, the thing about this, Tristan, if, if Morgan had just turned his head about 25 degrees to the left, he would have seen the dartboard here in the studio where you just ping a dart and whatever. <laughs> we put up the form guide for the day. Whatever you hit, that's what you've got to pick. Look, this is tough. I mean, you know I like Converge. I'm almost tempted to stick with it, but I'll go something a, a little longer. You know, this is stupid because I don't like backing two-year-olds generally and certainly not in these conditions. But let's go with that. She's extreme in the slipper. She's extreme, yeah. Well, it's even been backed again since we were. We, we it's into the favourite in our in our oh, book now. Oh, the Mullers Club listeners have launched. Yes, yeah. they've launched. They've launched. So what we might do, our best of the best product is unbeatable in these big races. I'm going to throw that in as best of the best. I reckon it might drift a little bit late. So, but yeah, there's a big, big push for that, and it might be all of the Mullers Club listeners. You never know. So, Zarek into She's Extreme. We might throw that on as our stupid multi. Very good. Thank you, mate. Good stuff. Oh, before you go, what school did you go to? And who's the most famous person to, that went to your school? I went to the Proud Rugby Union School, TSS, up here on the Gold Coast. Oh, and, Southport uh, School. There's a few there. Had, yeah, Matty Rogers, uh, Nathan Sharp, uh, Morgan would know a few of these boys. Yeah, James Slipper yeah, played last po- night, played over 100 yes. tests for the Wallabies. Yes. So you got a couple of guys played over 100 tests for the Wallabies. Wow. Yeah, very, very uh, famous TS, uh, Rugby Union School. So, yeah, that, that'd be that'd be the, the famous alumni, I'd suggest. Yeah. And Tristan Merlehan. And they're not, I tell you what, they're not battlers at TSS, too. Oh, if you've got I... some, you go to TSS. Yeah, you either play 100 tests for the Wallabies <laughs> or, you, or you start a, you become a bookie. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you hope your dad got the first four when you're young. So that was my, uh, my, my claim to fame. Yeah, regards to your dad, too. Thank you, mate. Have a good day. There you go. Yeah, Sir Tristan Merlihan from Top Sport, <laughs> home of the Top Sport betting multi. Download the Top Sport app today. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. The great Spud Carroll Morgan has waltzed into the studio. Hello, Spud. Oh, good afternoon. I, I love this uh, time of day to start talking about rugby league. But, um, geez, what about we've had a couple of uh, well, my tipping is absolutely disgraceful. Mm. <laughs> I went for a couple of upsets, and uh, Manly certainly let me down. But um, I thought St George might have. Uh, I don't know just with all the, the norm probe and sort of stand and the and the new increments of players, but um, it just shows the Penrith Panthers too strong. Yeah, three tries apiece in the end. So I think they'll take something out of that. The Dragons, hey Manly. I mean, they were zero four last year. Made a surge. They, they haven't. <laughs> hey, listen, they haven't won a first round match. I think since twenty thirteen. Mm, I don't know what's going on there. Um, yeah. But you now they keep saying Travoyevic is not doing enough. Well, you can only do so much when the forwards aren't rolling the sleeves up and leaving bruises. Man, they're not even handing out band aids. Mm. They're having a crack. Right side defence got towed up a bit last night. Yeah, it's uh, just to watch the young talent. I, I, they were saying about Tedesco's and now the two best uh, fullbacks in the world, and they probably are, but I just wanted to see the, uh, the number seven and six old boys versus young boys. Mm. You know, foreign, and he's not doing enough. They're, they're missing Schuster, I reckon, but also Cherry's, as I said, if you, the, it doesn't matter if you're playing rugby union or rugby league. If your forwards aren't laying a platform, you're half and five eight, and your outside backs can't get a good ball. Yeah, missing Olakau too as well, aren't they? Yeah, and was that a difference with the Roosters? Was that better for them to go forward a bit of physicality up the middle? Yeah, they got towed up. Then they had sort of a bit of a, a shock in the first round, but um, they've got some big boys up front, and they just know their job. They're like Melbourne, like they know their jobs. They just go there forward, play quick, play the ball, and as you said, you've got some unbelievable backs.
Um, you know, Kira is just going to get better and better. Now I love that young kid. You know, he's just Sammy had a Walker. year off with his uh, ACL, but you know, it's going to take a few more weeks just for Ab- you know, probably to get his uh, confidence up. But it will bring the best out of Walker. Yeah, we've been talking today about the most famous people to go to your school, Spud. Where did you go to high school? I went to Gracelands High, um, and I had like the great Paul Simon song. Hey, is it? Yeah. I'm going to Grace Lane. Oh, Grace Lane. But uh, no, the, um, looking back now, I've, yeah, I had, um, who did I have? I, he played for Canterbury. He passed away, actually. Steve Folks. Folks, he actually. Yeah. Yeah. PE yeah. teacher. Yeah. But the best thing about it back then, especially in year 12, we used to play tackle footy against the teachers. <laughs> you didn't. Yeah, we did. did. Yeah, and I used yeah, to right. bash him. <laughs> oh, I, I wouldn't run it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be no. running at the other teachers. Oh, he had the best tackle. It wasn't like he'd. Would have only been eighty odd kegs. Wouldn't he was, he? yeah. Been, yeah. Now it's um, you know crazy thing. You know, he, he poor buggy. He passed away as well at a very young age. Um, it's, it was you know you look at himself. You know, Shane Warne these days. You just don't know what's yeah. going on. Yeah, Desi Hasler was a teacher at Pius at ten. I don't think anybody tried to tackle. Well, you the, couldn't. He the was great. Than story the story of the chin up yeah. challenge where he just laughs at everyone that he's has ever played under him, beats I, him in all the chin up challenges. Think about Desi. I've, I've known Desi for many many years. He's one of my good mates. But he um, his poor son um, Campbell um. Desi doesn't like me saying this, but uh, before he came in, to, every time he had to have dinner, he had to do 10 chin-ups. <laughs> Four years. Well, you don't eat. Four years. Really? Yeah, Desi, that was Desi. I'd never have eaten. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough, mate. Uh, Titans-Warriors today, um, obviously no Latinis, Lesniak, no Sean Johnson. Mm. They do welcome back Reese Walsh and Matt Lodge, however, and the Titans, Jaden Campbell, he's, he's got something, and AJ Brimson returns to the side at 5-8. Yeah, I think a home ground advantage up there. Um yeah, you know, they're they're, they're going to get better and better, especially with those two inputs. With uh, you know, what you said, the two inputs coming in. Um, they've got a really good forward pack. Uh, I, I look at their off-season buys. Um, they're just going to get tighter. You know, a tackling like they, they they went really well in attack last week, but you all in to defend. Yeah. And defence is about attitude, and hopefully we see better attitude this week. Are they a top eight side for you, Spud? Gold Coast? They're not in my top eight, mm. uh, but you know, it's the, the ones I've got in my top eight. Probably look like they're not going to get there either. <laughs> well, let's have a look at the 5.30 game. The Sharks and the Eels, most people have those two sides in their top eight. And the Sharks went down, surprisingly, to the Raiders in the first round. The Eels, who you know just scraped home against the Titans, but they wouldn't be happy. Brad Arthur, certainly, with the amount of points. They leaked it. Oh, I think this is a struck match in this one. It's going to be a great match. Yeah. Um, first time back at the Cronulla Stadium. What do they call it now? There's oh, some other... Points bet. Points yeah. bet, whatever it is. But now it's also... Uh, Fitzgibbon's first game as a coach, you know, he had the opportunity. He's been waiting all his life to coach a first-grade side and then got COVID, the poor bugger. So I'm sure the players will want to aim up for that. I look at Parramatta's side. Uh, they've, there's two players. Uh, Bryce Cartwright's now come back on the bench, but also my, one of my favourite is the Energizer man, uh, Nathan Brown. He waxed a couple of double-D batteries and he just goes all day. And he was he was a bit uh, flat the first uh, first game. He actually played reserve grade, but he'll, he'll be a great input um, off the bench. But... If they can get their defence right, uh, they've certainly got some great attack. Yeah, Cam McInnes is a big in too for the Sharks. Mm. He'd be raring to go, of course, missing all the last season with the drag. Oh, I'd be curious to see how Fitzy uses him through the year. Obviously, mm. you've got Braley at hooker. Do, do you play him in the back row? Because McInnes, Spud, seems like an 80-minute play to me. Yeah, I'd, I'd put him out there 80 minutes. Same yeah. with Tom Lolo. You know, they keep telling me about this. I'm sick of the bloody coach whinge and he's got all these excuses. Let the guy play rugby league. I want to see him. I love when he did 300 metres and 25 carries. Leave him out there until he gets buggered, and then he put his hand up. And you know he wants to stay out there. Of course he does. The guy a, never wants to leave the mate, field. Did you want to come off when you were playing? Never. Never. Mm. Never. 
Well, that's really interesting, isn't it, about the reduced minutes of town, Malolo. Cowboys and the Raiders tonight at uh, Queensland Country Bank Stadium, 7.35pm. Uh, uh, the Raiders are favourites. Jack White was, was outstanding last week. He, you know, he was a bit off the boil last year, but I think he's determined to have his best season ever. But I think this is going to be a bit closer than people think. I think you're... Uh... You're reading the wrong information. Wrong. <laughs> no, yeah, the you got Raiders, the Raiders and a Raiders, canter. Yeah, the Raiders last week were superb. You know, led in the in the front row straight up, outstanding metres through the middle, which allows White to do his uh, magic. That's probably one of the fittest I've seen him play footy. Um, he just kept you know responding. He was out there for the full eighty, and uh, I think uh, Riggis Stewart's got a really good side there. Cowboys need to right the ship. Do they look at Matt Frawley in the seven jersey and go, "We're going to find him. We're going to go at him with and without the ball"? Yeah, I think they have to. You have to. You have to. You have to sort of pick on someone. That's why even Walker, I don't see enough attack at the young Walker at, at the Roosters. He's only a baby. But run some numbers at him and he'll start going backwards. But you know, like you said, they've just got to start picking on a few players and uh, and then yeah, open them up from there. You mentioned there Jason Tamalola. I mean, if you look in your crystal ball, do you, is there a chance there's been a, a bit of murmuring about either he stays or the coach stays, mm. but they both can't be there together? Well, they're going to have to look at who... Uh, it's probably the cheapest to get rid of. You know, he's on a million bucks a year. It's all right to say he's on, you know, good luck to him to get a million dollars a year, but, you know, you should want to get your money's worth out of the guy. And I, I know the limited minutes, but my, my philosophy is, you know, you come on, on, off, on, off. It only takes one little, little, a cruciate to go on someone's knee instead of just continuous playing rugby league. Um, you know, that could, it's only a game away, isn't it? In that vein, should Fafita be playing more minutes for Gold Coast? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Wouldn't you love that? He's talent. He's um. I worked hard on. Well, I had, I didn't have much talent. I just, I just ran hard, tackled oh. hard. But this guy's got natural ability, and I love seeing him when he's at his best. And that, and that should be on the field for eighty minutes. This is the Moles Club, of course, Spud. Mm. We had so much rain. We had a break in the weather, as the great Jenny Morris once sang, and a lot of people <laughs> get the mowers out during the week. A bit mulchy. Have you managed it to tidy up the lawn during the week? I had the uh, gardener come and do my lawn. I, um, gee, my, gee I, you've changed. Grey stains to, I know, to, to get in the gardener. You've had the gardener, to, gardener <laughs> to the lawn. <laughs> the the butler to bring his sparkling with a lemon in it. He does the plants. He does the grass. Because I remember when I, when I first moved this place, um, had, it's got a you know, good-sized yard. And I said to my brother, we'll go harvesting a lawnmower. And I did one go with it and gave it to him. I said, mate, I'm not paying. I'm going to pay someone to do my lawn. I can't go up and down. But I'll tell you how, how big's your lawn, though? Oh, it's pretty big. Yeah. It's just like sort big. of tennis court size. Or? Nah, I don't know, maybe a little bit. But I, I just think this time, and I keep saying, with the when the, with these wet conditions, you got to um, sea salt. You got to whack everything. Whack it. Sea salt. Sea salt. Don't oh, forget sea salt. Sea salt. Yeah, that's like that. Sea salt. Sea salt. It smells rancid. You put a drop in it. Yeah. Okay. It's like that nitrogen sort oh, of yes. plant gotcha. feed. Oh, yes. Gotcha. Okay. Sea salt. Yeah, so a bit of the osmocote in the yep, sea gotcha. salt. Yeah, Yeah. No, you should. I mean, it's so rewarding mowing the lawn. Surprised you don't do it yourself. They say the best beer you have is the one after you've just cut your grass. Although Doug Bollinger said the best beer you have is the one that's in your hand. <laughs> you know, it's a different kind of philosophy. He's an insightful man. But no less relevant. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six because we've been talking all day. I mean, this is good from Matt. This is classic public school. One of the most famous people that went to Davidson High was the notorious Northern Beaches granny killer. <laughs> oh, gee whiz. Oh, do you get? Come You're on, we're talking about footy players and the rest. Oh, you with the granny killer? What's coming up on the show today, Spud? I'm just going to recap of the games um, from last night. And uh, we've got a comedian in the uh, the room. So I'm looking for, hopefully he comes up with a couple of cool jokes. A comedian <laughs> in the room? Yeah. Detail. Here yeah. we go. 
Not me. <laughs> no. no my That's a good bad. first joke. No, That's my, good. I like that. No, my, um, yeah, the I, ones that every, make you think. No, every joke I've got, over all my dad's, um, and he works on word association, they're all rude and nasty, so I can't say them on there. Yeah, that's why we have the seven Sp- seconds. We need Spud Up Late or something. A different kind of show and yeah, a different time that's slot. That's all right. We'll yeah, just create I'm, a podcast. I must say, that <laughs> while I'm on, the, uh, on this platform, I, um, next Sunday I've got an event hmm. um, at Bella Vista, out at, um, just at the NDM2. I'm in a band called True Sports. Three ex cricketers. Um, we've got Mike Whitney, Chiqui, Richard Chiqui, and we've got um, Gavin Robinson, myself, and Eric Growth Senior in the band. And we've got two real musicians, one called Steve Bowby, who's a fantastic yeah. Australian rocker. Yeah. And we've got another guy called Andrew Dawson. And we do a uh, stage event, goes for three hours. And it's probably the, it's probably the best thing I've done since playing rugby league. And what are you wow. playing? Oh, I play a little bit of guitar and sing along. Good um, yeah, good. Did you say Eric Growth Senior? Senior. Because no junior. Senior. Senior's great too, but he's... Yeah, wow. I, um, senior was one of my idols, and now I'm, I can't believe I pinched myself. I'm on stage with this guy. Yeah, good. And it's, quite, in, it's quite incredible when you can get together and, you know, a bit of a musical background, you get everyone together like that. It's um, You can see people in the crowd, their eyes are like buttons going, wow, this sounds yeah. fantastic, but... Next like, Sunday, Bella Vista Hotel. Bella Vista Hotel. Wow. I might have to come down. It's, Get along. You know, yeah. Fifteen minutes from my place. It's like a, it's, it's like a six and an out six and outside project, oh, yeah. isn't it? With it's like Cheeks they've, and, they've and Robbo. broken yeah. up the six and out band and moved on. What, what's the great Mike Whitney do? He's a lead out the front. Him and Cheeks are the Whit. lead. Robbo's yeah. a drummer. Good. Drummers, yeah. yeah. Myself and Guru on the. He plays um, lead. I play rhythm and. We've got a keyboard dude and Steve Bowby. Crazy thing about Steve Bowby, he's mm. an Australian rocker. He usually mm. plays guitar and he come in. He's he just wants to play in our band, so he's playing the bass. Wow! And just, but we do a stage presence. Um, we get up there for about fifty minutes, just Q and A to each other, which I would love hearing stories. And uh, then we go and play for an hour and a half of um, just all classics. And as I said, it's uh, adrenaline I've never had. For a long time. Cannot wait. Bella Vista Hotel next Sunday. True Sports. Spud Carroll, Mike Whitney, Richard Cheekwe, Gavin Robertson, uh, Steve Balby, as I mentioned, and Eric the Guru Growth. Good on you, Spud. We'll catch you after midday. Thank you. Here he is, Mark Spud Carroll. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Well, they say time flies when you're having fun. Julian King and Morgan Turinu have been carrying the Mowers Club day today. We were meant to be at Concord. Sadly, uh, day three of the Golf Challenge New South Wales Open has been rained out. Uh, thank you to everybody, uh, Stuart Fraser, Chris Howe, and Graham Phillotson for giving us an update. It's going to be a 54-hole tournament. Uh, going to be exciting finish there tomorrow. Just an update on that leaderboard. We spoke to Harrison Crow, 20-year-old amateur, St. Michael's boy at Morgan. Uh, he's a joint leader with Blake Collier on 14 under par. Two ahead of Dimi Papadados, Jared Felton, Jordan Zudik, and Dean Lawson. So hopefully the weather gods are a bit kinder tomorrow. Thank you to all our guests today. Big bad Barry Hall. And if you want to watch that fight, Stan Sports, a place to do it. He's up against Sonny Bill Williams. In Sydney on Wednesday, it's it's a hard one, mate. People are going sunny. I reckon he's a chance here, Barry. Big chance. Here. Yeah, he was impressive to talk to. I think he's much more confident, better prepared than he was against Gallon. But Sunny, I just feel that if he gets past Barrow, we might get that Gallon versus Sunny Bill dream fight afterwards. So hopefully we get more fighting out of both of them. It'll be nice. The Golf Challenge, New South Wales Open, Concord Golf Club. Get out there tomorrow if you can. I'll be floating around somewhere. Come say good day. And of course, our program, the Saturday Mowers Club, thanks to our good mates at Toro Mowers, powered by 100 years of innovation. And this talk topic went off today, Morgan. The most famous people to graduate from your school. You, your impressive Waverley, Peter Cosgrove, 
Uh, Statsy from Freshwater. I went to Cromer High in the 80s. The most <laughs> famous person went to our school was swimmer Lisa Forrest. But since then, the Teacher's Pet podcast came out. You can say that a particular person is now the most <laughs> infamous. Thank you, Statsy. Uh, this one, Tori. Hi, boys. Enmore Boys High School. Pete Farmer went to the Olympics for hammer throw. Uh, Honourable mention. Not sure he's going to win, though. Uh, Matty Air mentioned the granny killer and uh, Dave Warner, Henry Zepps, Randwick Boys. Hi. Thank you to everybody. Thank you to Bondi Jack uh, for your text um, about Pius and Pats. Thank you to everybody. Thank you to you, Morgan Tiranui. Thanks for having enjoy me. Good the, fun. Enjoy the rugby tonight. Catch Morgan on Stan Sports. Of course, stick around for our live coverage of the Warriors and the Titans at 3 p.m. Bit of rugby league after the break. I'm Julian the King. Thanks to Gibbo. Thanks to everybody. You've been listening to the Saturday Mowers Club.